You're a small business, you work hard, but you don't have a huge marketing budget and you're always looking for new ways to find customers. Have you ever thought about audio? You're listening to an ad right now, aren't you? Introducing AudioGo, a new online platform that lets you run ads on the top podcast and digital radio stations. Don't have a radio ad? We'll make one for you. Sign up for free today at audiogo.com. AudioGo, audio advertising made simple. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. What is up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by our first Challenge Mania Live of 2019. That is coming to you from Caroline's on Broadway in New York City on Saturday, January the 26th, 2019. We have a 1 p.m. meet and greet and a 3 p.m. live show, but I hate to break it to you, folks. We told you this might happen, and it did. In just seven days, every single pre-show meet and greet ticket is sold out, but we do have general admission show tickets available if you want to come down and see the live stage show 90 plus minutes of me d and our three guests marie rhoda Susie meister and kenny santucci at caroline's on broadway head to challengemania.live and kudos to all you guys who hustled and went and got those meet and greet tickets because they are sold out nwo sold out all right you didn't come for me you came for d so on the line right now he likes pizza. I like pizza. So most of the time, we're just talking dirty to each other. Mr. Derek Kaczynski, what's up, dude? Yeah, I totally don't get that reference. Well, Can you... so last night during the CT wedding special, oh. um, CT's then fiance, now wife, comes up to him with pizza and offers uh-huh. him pizza. And he says, oh, you know, I love it when you talk dirty to me. So I guess yes. to CT, that's talking dirty. That's... And to some of yeah. us... Who like pizza? It sure is. And this is a marriage. Yes, this is a marriage. This is a podcast marriage. <laughs> uh, wow, that's funny. Um, yeah, no, it's dude. I well, first and foremost, the the challenge made you live. Like, uh, you know, shout out to everyone that's that's involved in all this stuff. You know, especially you, Scott, and I think it's a big deal for us, right? Like, s- selling out meet and greets in eight days. Am I am I allowed to say that? Am I supposed to be excited about that? Am I supposed to think that's cool? Am I allowed to tell people about that? Well, here's the deal. So, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't going to say this, but now that this happened, I feel like it goes, uh, it should be said. Um, the first time we did Caroline's back in June, we sold out of our, our meet and greet tickets in about eight days. Uh, so this time we literally made double oh. those tickets available. So double. We doubled the oh. amount of tickets for the meet and greet available. Figured we'd give it a little bit of extra time. We'd give more people the opportunity to get tickets. And guess what? We sold out of double that amount of tickets in seven days this time. So kudos mm. to all you guys for, I mean, look, 
I had a feeling that it was going to be a pretty good first week of sales just based on the amount of people I saw screenshotting their ticket purchase and tweeting us and hitting us up on Instagram and over on Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. But when Caroline sent me the email of what we did in a week between all the general admission tickets we sold, we sold a, a few of those as well, and then also selling out of the meet and greet tickets, I was blown away. I can say this. We have pretty much, I'm not going to lie, sold more tickets than we did for the first Caroline show in one week. So, mm. I mean, look, word's gotten around. Um, there were some other extenuating circumstances with that first show. We did that first show. There was a lot of other stuff going on that weekend that people had already spent money on, you know, and it was the first time out. It was our first ever Challenge mm-hmm. Mania Live. There was a bit of an education process. Not a lot of people know what a live podcast is, you know. People listen to us on their way to the gym, on their walk to work. They're used to having us in their headphones. The, they're used to hearing us in their earbuds. They don't know what it'd be like to see us on stage with a couple of their favorite Disney characters at a comedy club, but I think now that we've done... New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta, D.C., Boston, of course, at the Howl at the Moon. So, you know, now that we've done five of these things and, you know, a few of the clips have gotten out on Instagram and stuff like that and everyone posts their photos for the meet and greet, a lot of FOMO, D, you know the term FOMO, fear of missing out. I've sensed a lot of FOMO from different people who maybe had the opportunity to go to one of these and missed out and they all made the mental note, hey, next time they do New York, I'm there. Uh, or next time they do any place, we're there, and they sure did. They, I know you hate when I say this. They came out in droves in this first week. Oh, I like and, that. And uh, look, I, I'm sorry. I, I want to, you know, apologize to anybody who maybe not even. I don't want to say dragged their feet, but just maybe had a couple other things they had to get in order, a couple ducks they had to get in a row, travel arrangements, see if they get a babysitter, and haven't been able to get the meet and greet tickets. Unfortunately, it is sold out. Um, that being said, I don't want you guys to get discouraged and say, oh no, the meet and greet sold out. Maybe I don't go to the show. Come to the show because look, you know, the show is an interactive experience. So we hit the stage, we do these long form interviews. It's a great panel like discussion with all of our guests. And you guys are involved in that discussion. You're in the audience. We like to play around with the audience during the show. And then for the last 45 minutes or so, for a big chunk, I'm coming out to the audience with a mic and getting questions from you guys. You guys will get to ask your your favorites questions, whether you're coming to see Susie or Marie or Kenny, you'll get to ask them questions. After the show, sometimes, you know, on the way out, you can catch somebody for a quick hello or a selfie. So do not be discouraged just because the meet and greet is sold out. It is sold out. Unfortunately, that's non-negotiable. But that being said, the general mission experience is just as fun um, as far as the show goes. There's, you know, a great wait staff over at Caroline's. They have a great bar, food menu, etc. It's a really cool way to enjoy Challenge Mania the luxurious way. And it's right on Broadway, D. I'm not even joking when I say it's it's Marie. I was texting with Marie the other day and I said you're about to make your Broadway debut. Yes, it's a comedy club, but it's right on Broadway, on 50th and Broadway. When you're walking there, you'll be walking past the Winter Garden Theater and all these billboards for Broadway shows. So Times Square in the middle of New York City. For any of you guys coming from out of town, it's a really fun way Even if you just come in for the afternoon to see the show, you're going to get to see one of the touristy spots in New York City. You can walk around a little bit. It's a fun time to be in New York in the middle of the winter. I know it's going to be cold, but it does have that kind of holiday spirit in the air. So, uh, so yes, guys, challengemania.live for tickets. The meet and greet is sold out. Thank you for everyone who made that happen. Apologies for everyone who didn't get on in that wave. But general mission tickets still available. Challengemania.live. It's going to be bonkers, D. Yeah, it's like 
It, it, the f first time we did, I was like, "Really? Wow, we are we're like in Times Square. This is like, like, like going to watch a, you know, a famous person at a comedy club." And then you're like, "Wait a minute, people are coming to see us. We're not famous people. We're Disney characters." So I'm like, "Wait a minute, are Disney characters? I don't know. I, I get I get caught in this cross crosswind where I don't know what what I am sometimes, Scott, or what we are, what we're doing, but." It's uh, it's it's definitely a magical experience if you're coming. So, yeah, we may not know, be Disney uh, characters, but we sure are goofy. It was cool to see our poster out on the marquee in front of Caroline's, which is like a dream for me. I I had performed at Caroline's a few times when I was doing stand up, but like five minutes here, eight minutes here on a show with like twenty other up and coming comics. So like you know, this is me and you on the poster in front of Caroline's was definitely a humbling experience. I was joking with Marie the other day. I'm like, wait till you go. Because she's like, yeah, I've heard of Caroline's. I've never been there. I'm like, wait till you get in there. You see all the greats on the wall. And then I just I hit her up with, I was like, Carlin, Pryor, Silverman, Seinfeld, Rhoda. And she she thought that was pretty funny. It, it, it is funny. I mean, look, we had they had to sign the wall, remember, in... Uh, in Atlanta, D, we're in the green room to go on at the Punchline Comedy Club, and there's all these, I mean, Ron White's name's on the wall, and they had us sign the wall. If you ever, I don't know why you'd ever be in the green room, but if you're ever in there in the Punchline Comedy Club, go and try to find D and I's signatures. And I want to use that show as a segue, because on that show, one of our guests, uh, you know her, we love her, Brittany Nicole, uh, was one of our guests on that show, and she, uh, you know, she got a little crunk, as she likes to do, and uh, the, the, uh, the topic came up. Uh, I forget what the topic was, but she did use it as a segue uh, to talk about our guest today, who is on the podcast, Miss Tori Hall, Tori Fiorenza. I'm going to ask her what she goes by, because her Twitter's a little confusing. It says Tori Hall, but the, the at is still at Tori Fiorenza, so I'll get the story behind that. But uh, Brittany kind of went in on Tori and called her washed up and, and all these kind of disparaging remarks, and that didn't fly so well on the internet. Somehow the clip made its way to the internet, uh, which it's not supposed to do because this is uh, supposed to be an experience for those in the audience, but we do like to sometimes live stream a little bit just to get people a taste, and it just so happens, I believe it was our man Derek Hutek who had my phone, happened to be live streaming when Brittany he was going off uh, on Miss Hall. And the response was, uh, you know, a lot of people coming to the defense of Tori and talking about what a great competitor she was on the challenge and how relevant she still is to this day. And, uh, you know, it got me thinking, we need to get Tori on the podcast. You know, she's someone we haven't gotten her story yet. We haven't gotten Tori's story. Um, we haven't caught up with her and seen how she's digging these current seasons of the show. Obviously, her name does come up when we're talking to her about a Britney or a Brad, and she weighs in on social media quite a bit. And D, I don't know if you know this, but there was a rumor going around, I think maybe started by Tori, uh, and uh, perpetuated a little bit over on the Brain Candy podcast that she was somehow unofficially blackballed from our podcast, or we were avoiding having her on the show, which when it was Susie texted me and said, hey, do you guys have a ban on Tori uh, Hall? And I was like, no, that's ridiculous. Make sure everyone knows that's not true. So, you know, it's been a long time coming. I know we did get 90 episodes in before, but I'm, I'm happy that finally we're getting Tori hall on the show to get her story because i've always been a fan of hers d yeah i thought you know she's one of the best representations of of, of mothers but the funny thing is is and and the how i remember you know tori and brad or the or the finale of tori is tori and brad went in that final uh winning the cutthroat together and it was 
I think Brad's first win. And I think it was Tori's first win. And I think that they both kind of like rode off into the sunset and like went off to have like, you know, kids and, um, you know, like we just, you know, Tori just gave us the, you know, five minute warning a couple minutes ago saying, Hey, I just dropped the kids off. I'll be ready in a few minutes. It's like 10 years have gone by that fast. And the last time I remember Tori being on a challenge is, you know, her and Brad kicking button winning a challenge championship together. Um, so it's, she, I always thought she had this and she's a road ruler, you know, in case you guys forget, forgot. Um, also I do, I don't believe that she was on a real road rule season. Your so, revenge. Yeah, I don't believe that that was a real season, so we can kind of get into that. Um, well, we will get into that because I, 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 I'm going to be shocked if she agrees with you that it wasn't a real season. Pretty real for her, mm-hmm. I bet. I, um, I like to say that I like to say that that uh, Road Rules season 13, Road Rules Extreme, was the last real road rule season and that's, that's, we convenient. Can, uh, that's very we can convenient debate. of you to say um you know it's mm-hmm. it's also convenient that she happens to be our second guest this week where earlier this week we had jasmine on who's also a mother and something that's kind of you know come up in conversation from uh listeners writing in questions and then recently during the reunion with uh the tweets of ashley and davon um and talking about how mothers are t- treated when they're on the show like davon currently and maybe the lack of mothers on the show and representation that way in comparison of course to all the fathers competing on the show the Corys, the brads the tonys the cts so um it's great that we get to talk to tori as well this was a happy accident i did use the pun on twitter mom is the word this week but um this wasn't necessarily you know purposely programmed this way but it's great to continue this conversation with tori uh who is very open about uh being a mother and shares lots of cute pictures of her kids so we'll definitely talk about those as well i think she's ready to go Quick rep, uh, quick reminder that uh, ChallengeMania.shop is the place to get the perfect holiday gifts for the Challenge fan or the Challenge Maniac in your life. Head over there. We just dropped the Needy Greedy gear. So let's get down to the Needy Greedy with Tori in a sec. But if you want to head over to ChallengeMania.shop and pick up merch for your favorites like Marie and Devin and Kayla and Mark Long and Shane and Polly and Kara, DKO, obviously, and tons of Challenge Mania swag over there, too. Um, I just got a couple of these sweatshirts in the mail and the sponge fleece sweatshirts i know they're a little bit more expensive than the french terry they are super soft and they are amazing if a couple people have written me in so what do i do if i like yeah. super soft the french terry is great but the sponge fleece is super soft and amazing and well worth the money even though they're a tad pricey so head over to challengemania.shop facebook i mentioned earlier it's facebook.com slash challengemania podcast and on social media d is at Derek mtv on all platforms I'm at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter and at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. And guys, we used to say it all the time. Now we don't say it as much, but remember to keep subscribing, rating, and reviewing. I see people still want to know, how do I get the podcast first thing? If you're subscribed to the podcast, most of these go up late at night in the wee hours of the night. A little earlier for on the West Coast, but for East Coasters to go up like 2, 3 in the morning, you're sleeping. Guess what? If you're subscribed, by the time you wake up and you go and you you turn on your phone, you're brushing your teeth, it already has the podcast downloaded for you to listen to on your way to work. So that's the best way to do that. We're not just asking because it's good for us. It is, but it's also good for you. If you could also give us a rating, if you think we're a five-star podcast, give us a five-star review. If you think we're a subpar podcast, maybe don't review or rate. Just kidding. Do whatever you'd like, but we'd love to see you guys guys rating and reviewing itunes really digs that stuff and yeah d you ready to get to miss hall slash fiorenza yeah is is mr mom a derogatory term these days am i are people allowed to say that mr mom uh as far as you 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 calling yourself mr mom yeah because it's like mom month at challenge mania so i was wondering if mr moms are okay is that still too far left i don't let's ask tori let's ask tori if mr moms are okay 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that basically, if you're uh, if you're a father who is you know taking care of your your child and you think that you're you know performing duties that you would typically say are motherly duties, I think that today in today's day and age, some people may say oh. may say that by saying that you're implying that men shouldn't be or yes. or, or, or you know yes. you know what I mean. So so that's the the one way to spin it. I think people you know should uh. should know this about you that, and it's funny that you asked that instead of just using it. You know, it's one of those things where you really don't know until you say something like this and then people get back to you with the feedback you know like yeah. you're coming from a place of saying like oh hey this is something i'm embracing i want to show the moms out there that i you know that i uh, understand what they go through and i appreciate them and this and that but that is another way yes that some people could interpret it that you're saying that these are mom type tasks mom type duties and that by doing them i'm mr mom no you're mr dad you know and that's just you know you being a dad so uh let's give tori a call we'll get her thoughts on that that's a it's a good thing to ask her all right, I think I think she should be good. I'm trying. I'm a mom, dad. I'm a dad, mom. Hi, guys. There she hey. is. Hey. <laughs> the what is a dad king. Yeah. Good morning. What is a dad, mom? Oh uh, yeah, you just you you, uh, you just came in on you just came in on a conversation. D was asking whether it is politically correct to describe himself or someone as Mr. Mom. And uh, I was oh. saying, I was saying, term. is it well, a derogatory term? I don't think derogatory would be the way to, to word it. But what I was saying, D, to be careful of is that some people might read it as you saying that a, a father or a male doing certain things would make him <laughs> Mr. Mom and not just Mr. Dad, who's, you know, being a good dad and that these things should be spread, uh, you know, across both, you know, motherdom and fatherdom as well. Um, that's what some people might read into it. I don't think anyone would say it was malicious or derogatory, but Tori, what's say you i mean would you say that you know uh somebody referring to themselves or somebody as mr mom is maybe not a good look or or do you think it's all in good fun i think it's all in good fun but i'm also not one of those people who like analyzes every word and i'm not easily offended so um <laughs> it may be for some people um tread lightly d when yeah. you say that but to me no you're fine rock on yeah. mr. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, that's what's great about having a podcast is that, like, you know, you mentioned Tori not being someone who's easily offended. Neither Dee nor I are easily offended in normal life as well. But now when we go and say something on the podcast, we get like a little bit of a focus group where we can kind of check our Twitter and say, oh, about 13 percent of people were offended by that. Or, oh, about 60 percent of people didn't get that sarcasm. OK, that's great. OK, maybe next time in life I don't say that or, or maybe I clarify that this is what I meant. Um, welcome to the show, Tori. Uh, this officially means the ban has been lifted just kidding there was never a ban on you i got this text yeah. i forget where i was uh but i was somewhere and i get a text from Susie that says do you guys are you have you guys blackballed tory from the podcast or is there a ban on tory and i responded quickly like absolutely not that's crazy and then i found out a week later that it was actually like live on their show that you mentioned that and she like tried to call me but i didn't answer so i just wanted to clear up for yourself and for anybody listening who thinks that we were ever purposely not having you on the show that could not be further from the truth well thanks guys we're happy to be here happy new year where did that i said i'm happy to be here i said happy new year oh where did it come from i think i you really want to know d yeah yeah it sounds like it's up for me yeah i said something to you at the event and you were like i don't know gotta run it past brad 
And I yeah. was like, oh, really? Uh, but but I, 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 oh. just to stick up for D, this will make everything make a little bit more sense, Tori. We run everything past Brad. Like, we just had Jasmine on. I had to ask Brad if that was cool. Um, oh, we, we changed totally. our We changed our theme song for the Patreon podcast. I had to make sure Brad liked the, the rhythm of it and the bass wasn't too high. So Brad's kind of like we check. I'm just totally kidding with you. D, what are you thinking? What are you thinking saying that to her? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it was, it was the, no, it's the I have to check with Brad part that I wouldn't have said. <laughs> um, you know what? In Indy's defense, Brad and him go way back, and I get it. Divorce is messy, and that I, I totally you get a pass. I'm here now. Water to the bridge. A hall pass. Right? It's a hall pass. You get a hall wow, pass. Wow, that's first time a pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you clarify that? I was wondering. So, so questions first. Well, so Tori, you're on on Twitter. It says Tori Hall, but you're at Tori Fiorenza. Is that just because Tori Hall is taken on Twitter? It's What's taken. the reason there? Yeah, okay. It's taken on Insta too. Like I'm, I I try to go back and here. Yeah, it, I, everyone's like, why do you still have the last name? And on my license, it's the last name. Um, my boys have the last name until I get. If and when I get remarried, um, I won't change it. But so. why Why have Tori Hall as the embolded name on your Twitter above Tori Fiorenza? Because I think that's what, the, that's what feels like a choice. Like, I'm choosing to represent myself here as Tori Hall, but then also it's at Tori Fiorenza. I've always just been fascinated by that. I just wanted to know the, the reasoning. Well, yeah, so it doesn't, there isn't, it isn't available. I would change it on there if it wasn't, if it was, um, you know, I think that I talked about this a lot in the beginning of the year too, and I'll, I'll touch on a little more when we get into some of the challenge stuff, but my identity was, it was Brad and Tori for so long and I just kind of, and, and it still is, I mean, it's still Brad does something and people run to, to my page to see what I'm going to say or tweet about it. Um, and, um, and vice versa. So I think that I just kind of wanted to be me again, like pretty Brad. Um, and it's just kind of where I wanted to, to take it. I couldn't take it with the, you know, not being available. It's kind of why I put it back on my name. It's my Facebook name. Everything's Tori Hall in like the heading. Um, but just on the, the usernames, I can't switch it. So D, you want to, I think, why don't we, because we do, as you said, we have a, a lot to talk about. Even though you haven't been on the show recently, your name gets mentioned so often. <laughs> for, I think I think if you officially had to power rank the people who aren't on the show who get mentioned, you would probably be number one out of everyone because, of course, like you said, people look to you to hear what you have to say about things that are happening both on the show and on social media, on the reunions, etc. You've been very outspoken, as has Brad, as has Brittany, as far as that whole thing goes. And I, what we obviously will get to that everybody but we'd love to get your kind of initial and i'm sure you've talked about this on other shows but just for the challenge mania listeners your initial casting story that got you on what d off air before you got on described as not a real road rules season because apparently uh, okay oh so you agree with him okay okay so so let's get into that so how did that come about i got robbed of a real road rules. And so did the viewers. Viewers revenge is like the worst name ever for that. Um, in case anyone was wondering if me and Tori were going to argue on this podcast, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, maybe, maybe. All Um, right. uh, No, I, um, my original casting story, I was at the university of Kentucky 
and my girlfriends all wanted to drive to Cincinnati for the audition for Real World. It was Real World Australia at the time, and we didn't know that. Um, I wasn't a big drinker, didn't drink in, in high school or college. Um, and so I drove them all up to Cincinnati from UK, and I was in the parking lot studying for an exam. Casting producer came out, was like, hey, why don't you come in? I was like, not a chance. Um, then he told me they were uh casting for road rules too. And I was like, Oh, that would be, I, I could do that. And, um, so I went in and then kind of just, I mean, they, I went, had the, they called me back the next day. They didn't call my roommates back. They were ticked. Um, and it kind of went fast. So I think we, I, we went in October and December, they called me January. We started filming. So it was a pretty quick turnaround, um, from that. But that's really how it all started. And when the way they pitched it to us was our show was weird. It was live time. We got to do some really cool stuff, but we didn't, it, it wasn't like, and, and they had to guarantee that we would at least like get paid because originally I was like, I don't know that I can do this. Do you want me to take off school with the and sit at home and the viewers are going to vote us on to the RV. And if they don't vote us on, then I've taken a semester off school and didn't do anything with it. So, um, they had like, they integrated this pit crew is what they called it into the regular RV. I think I got on week one or week two and, um, I beat Veronica to get on and then took her spot, um, and kind of stayed on the whole time. I, I, yeah, it was like 15 or 16 weeks. So, so Scott, do you remember this season? Do you recall how this was? Like, be how very it honest. Scott. And it was, you and it was, didn't watch it. And, and here's the thing. There's, there's been nothing, there's been nothing like it. And it was almost like a taste tester for them to the next, you know, generation of challenges and real world. And what ended up not being not another road rule season. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, but they incorporated um, fan voting. You, it was like this, the first time you could like vote online, like kind of like American idol. Also the uh, last time you could do that, by the way, I don't think that's something they decided was a good <laughs> idea going forward. I don't remember us voting on fresh meat or voting. No. Does it like, yeah, but yeah. it was also live. It was live time. So we would film Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, get off the RV Sunday and it would air Wednesday. And so, um, people would vote based on whatever Wednesday night. And then Thursday morning, they would have this like quote unquote elimination. It was an absolute crap show. Um, but we did some cool things. I actually met D when I was filming that show. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Out in LA. What, what happened? I don't remember anything about it. I just remember meeting you then with oh, D. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't come out. You didn't come out. I picked, I picked up the new road rule season in a limo. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. And you didn't want to go out. Oh yeah. So I was like, I was well, a real fun sponge. Huh? Yeah. I was like, Oh, there's the fun one right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one of those in every bunch. It's me. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the, uh, the cast right here. Um, and it, and yeah, Scott, it was a conglomerate. It was like some people from previous seasons, some, some newer people. It was like a fresh, it was kind of like a fresh meet and it was mm-hmm. called viewers revenge, meaning the viewers can, uh, can pick 
like Tory. They want to see Tory on the RV, so they're going to pick Tory to go in an elimination against Veronica. You know, and that's how it all started. You know, it's a cool concept. It was a cool concept. I think that they, yeah, it was really, it was cool. The turnaround was so tight and on like the editing and the filming and getting it all in. I think if they just, it could, if it, it just had to be done differently, but it, it was a cool concept and it was pre-social media, but they were ahead of their time because we had to blog about our experience on it. And then the viewers would comment and we would have to talk and respond to the viewers comments, negative or bad, like positive. And it was like, Oh, it was just bad. Yeah. yeah it was like, <laughs> it was almost like they could petition for their way on. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, hey, like, Hey, vote for me to, to go on, to get into the RV, to get into the house. And it was almost like champs versus stars. Like too. like they were mm-hmm. in the hotel sort of waiting to get in the game. And, and waiting for their yeah. number to get called. It was still very like sporty, like almost, you know, even like a draft, like, you know, like we t- like to talk about yeah. challenge being a sport and road rules kind of having those roots and stuff like that. Like it, it was kind of, it was, a, it was a cool concept. You know what I mean? Uh, and so we, and I, mm-hmm. we did some awesome, I mean, we played in the charger, San Diego charter stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Cirque du Soleil. Um, we did that action movie with Stone Cold. Like, Steve, I mean, it was like some cool stuff we did. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the cast photo here, and just to use like an in sync analogy, clearly you're the Timberlake of this group. Who's the JC Chazé of like, because I'm looking at this cast, I'm reading the names. None of the faces jump out at me, and none of the names do really. It looks like you're the only one to have won a challenge out of this group. Who's the, you know what I mean? Did anybody go on to do big things here out of this group other than yourself, Tori? Uh, Dan was on a couple seasons. Dan um, Walsh. Dan yeah, Walsh, Dan the Walsh animal. Was, yeah, he was on a couple seasons. I don't, he My favorite. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, was he on your, in Cutthroat, he on your team? No. 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 He was on, he was yeah. on Abe's team and he That's made it through right. the island purely on being a, a drunken, fucking awesome human being. He and then, awesome. and then went straight into sobriety. After that, yeah. after that show, like from the airport, got picked up from the airport, went straight to rehab. Yeah, he did. And That's he is great. honestly, I still talk to him like yes. text every so often. He's he's in L.A. He's still doing comedy. He's freaking funny and uh, um, just a good guy. Solid dude. You yes. guys should have him on the podcast. I, I got, ah, I've reached out to him so many times. Like, oh, my gosh, just, I'll get it. I'll make it happen. Yes. Make it happen. He's like a friend of mine. Like. Like we may, our, our ratings might not be through the roof because people don't know who he is, but he is one of the funniest fuckers I've ever mm. met in my entire life. Scott. Real funny. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I'm into it. What is that? That smells so damn good. Oh, it's me. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, you smell amazing. What are you wearing? I'm not going to lie. It's happened to me a time or two. Maybe at a challenge mania live albeit more at the front end of the meet and greet rather than at the end of the two-hour stage show when I'm under the hot lights. Anyway, whether it's Gucci, Prada, Versace, we all have good taste, we all know what we like, but great taste can be expensive, and then you end up with a full shelf of half-used bottles of cologne, some of which you got for your eighth birthday that are just sitting there because your Uncle Frank didn't bother to ask you a Anyway, that's my problem. It's not yours. But we have found a way where you can have great taste and save your pocketbook or your wallet at the same time. Scentbird.com keeps us smelling good month after month. 
Guys, we love cologne, girls, you love perfume, we all love to smell good, but we know when we buy these huge bottles, they sit on our shelves for years. Scentbird has 450 designer brands, and you choose one every month. You choose a perfume or cologne, they send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, so you're always smelling amazing, and you get free shipping, and best of all, you get to skip the department store, you get to skip those annoying holiday tunes, you get to skip those pushy salespeople, you get to skip the guy who didn't take the sensor off the jeans and everything's beeping and everybody's confused and we want to know if someone's shoplifting or they're just negligent. It's annoying. Skip it all. Stay at home and you can still smell good. Want to know something else that smells pretty darn good? With this exclusive offer, you get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first cologne. That's S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash mania. Use our code mania for 50% off your first month. Scentbird.com. S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash mania. Sign on. Smell great. Hmm. I do smell great. All right. Back to our guest. All right, so your casting story was basically, you know, you, the classic, I went to support my friends. They were really excited about it. I could take it or leave it, and I'm the one who got called back. Something you said about not really being a, a, a drinker, was that meaning, like, why you were, like, driving them, or was that why uh, something is in, in line with the Australia thing or something? Like, well, how did that come into play with you either being cast for Road Rolls instead of Real World, or was it just you oh. you going to be a DD? Yeah, I was going for the, to be the DD. They Got were right. it. Okay. Um, but, and most yeah. of the castings are like that. I mean, D, was your casting like a big party? I felt like it was, I mean, they're at bars. They're like a huge party. But Australia, they casted everybody young because you can drink over there young um, at 18. So they, I think, but that was like the youngest <laughs> cast. Yeah. That was like the youngest cast they had on there because that was like Kellyanne Dunbar all of that that crew um but really road rules is like my thing I don't think that I could do real world um which is the opposite for most people but I just like competing so I don't I don't know that I could be in a house with nothing to do how uh for I'm sure a lot of people remember all this stuff or know the story but how did you meet Brad and how did that how did that go how did that become an eventual marriage and and parenting situation <laughs> parenting situation um <laughs> what we've come to this is what we've come to uh, it's been situation. 10 years it's been 10 years yeah a long 10 years um no we met actually he um we met at the hotel briefly um before filming it was back when we actually like would meet at the hotel a couple days and then fly out. And, um, so we did that. We met briefly and, um, he, he actually was like talking to somebody. And so I didn't think anything of it. And, um, we left for Mexico cut and it was, well, got one three. And, um, I, he was really, he was friends with Diem and Diem was like, he's a funny guy. And I was like, I don't know. I think he's got somebody seeing him. And I, anyway, we ended up talking on the bus, going to film the intro and just really hit it off like day one. And, um, but we were both not looking for anything serious. Um, but he was just a really cool dude and we had so much fun together and, um, we were kind of inseparable from there. So we were hung out on the show. Um, we looked out for each other, like in the, cause the way that Gaunt three worked, we rookies voted for the, 
um, vets, people and the vets voted for the rookie people to go in. Um, and then you had to vote for your people on your own team. And, uh, so we looked out for each other. It was like, kind of like that. And then afterwards he was like, uh, come up and see me. And I did, I came up and, um, booked a flight, ended up staying for like two, three weeks. And he was like, let's make this official. And he, I moved like in probably, Oh gosh, uh, fall of that year. We met in June and I moved in probably September, October, very quickly. Um, then we got engaged and we're married in like a year and a half. So it, we, it was very quick and we did three shows dating, engaged, and then married. And then off to, and then winning on a challenge championship and off to the sunset to make babies. Yeah. Yeah. You forgot that part. Yes. Yeah. That was like, I know there was no doubt that our cutthroat experience was like, Hey, we're going to win because we're done and I'm going to have babies. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Then that's what happened. (laughs) It is. It is. I was actually (laughs) pregnant on the, um, it was so soon though, but I was pregnant on the cutthroat reunion and we did not tell anybody. Wow. I remember I was still, I was still married and we were going through with the, cabs at the time because there were no ubers or i don't yep. think, think there were cabs or maybe they were like car i can't remember but i it, know it, yes yep so tori when you guys you know went off into the sunset as d so elegantly <laughs> put um and went on to make a family and w- was it like a cohesive decision like okay let, I, let's put this show on the back burner did, did so you never returned again did brad or that was his last season as well up until this last run yeah, no, he, they, yeah, he, he was done. We were both done. We, we both knew at that point we were done before cutthroat. We just, I really wanted Brad to win. So, I mean, you, you know, D I mean, how many times have yeah. you, did you go and before the inferno and, um, to the final or get like right before the final and go home? It's just like, it is the most heartbreaking place to go home. Yeah. And it's like, Brad's story. And so I was like, I just, I I don't want to end this way. I know we can win. Um, and I can kind of get into that cutthroat like scenario later on, but I knew that it was a possibility that we could win. And so I said, let's just do it one more time. They called us on our honeymoon. And, um, after dual two, it was, we, it was rocky. Like we were like, this is really hard for us to separate real life and the challenge. Cause it is like, two separate worlds. And so we were kind of like, we're done. And then we were, we went on there and I was like, well, we're married. Like it's the targets on our back. Anyway, they know we're not like, we have to go home with each other. So, um, <laughs> they're not, there's not really like, Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna break them up because that wasn't an option. So I was, we, we decided to go as a group and, and, and we said, okay, we're, we're done after this win, lose or draw, like we're done. Um, but it was why it was so, such a focus to win. Hold on. So you, so the last season you guys did, what was the last season you guys did? Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that was, that was like a a beautiful story. It really was from, and you know what? And from my understanding is you protected Brad from going into the final men's elimination. I was going in and I went against Tyler and Tyler had already been in the week before against CT 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was almost like it was Brad's turn to go. It was and- totally Brad's turn. Here's the deal. So I was thinking about this last night because I was like, wow, um, that was the, I pulled, we pulled political rank there. That was the, a, one of the biggest political moves that I made in that game yeah. because it was, and it was kind of set up from the beginning. So we were like, Hey, we have, um, cause it was Paula was going to go against Emily. I mean, nobody wants to go against her. Uh-huh. That's like, Hey, go ahead and put my name on the plane ticket. So, um, I was like, so Dunbar, you, um, Brad's, uh, we, you can either be with us or you can be against us. Cause we have two votes and, um, you want to vote, we can vote Tyler in, um, or we can go approach Tyler and Tyler can vote you in. So what do you want? And Dunbar's like, I'm in. And I was like, perfect. Um, and so, uh, we had set it up like that. Cause I was like, that's a, I mean, it, it would have been a, a toss up. I mean, you and yeah. Brad head to head is, yeah. is a, would be in a good one, but Tyler's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a yeah. brick house. <laughs> yeah. He was big. Um, he was, yeah. For yeah. Sure. And so I was like, no way. Um, and I had volunteered to go in before too, for a, yeah. a couple different reasons, but I had said like, Hey, um, I, I need Brad to get it to the, the end. So Dunbar and I kind of, it was like, okay, you're going to go, uh, we'll, we'll keep you out. Brad and I, we have two votes and, uh, you keep both of us out and we'll send them in. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how it worked. No, it was just, and then you could take it away. It was like the lioness protecting her man. It was because it, for me, like I, I felt she was fierce. It was, it was, it's almost like Tori, you know, left on that season and never got the mainstay of this athletic, uh, you know, fe- strong female competitor. It was almost like she left too early. You know what I mean? Like Rachel yeah. almost left too early. Rachel had her yeah. mainstay and then she left too early. You know what I mean? To kind of yeah. really be one of the, you know, one of the greats. I still think Rachel is one of the greats, but to really like solidify that. Cause now you got like the Cara and even yeah. Ash is making her way. I think Tori would have been able to make her way. And Rachel would have been up there too. Evelyn's on a, a different planet, but sorry, Scott. <laughs> right. Uh, was it a clean break for you guys as far as with the challenge gods? Did they keep calling either of you for a while? Did they keep calling oh, yeah. Brad for a while? And was and how close did either of you come to ever finally succumbing to their late night texts of you up, let's chat, and going back before this latest run for Brad? Yeah, no, so they, well, I was pregnant, so that was like not, um, I actually remember right before the final, they were like, are you because I mean, I literally talked about it all nonstop. I was like, we are done after this and we're having babies. Um, and I remember right before one of the producers came up to me and they were like, um, are you okay to run this final? I was like, yeah, I'm not pregnant now, but I mean, we, we will be. And so, um, they, they, st- they knew we were pregnant that next year. And so, um, they didn't, they didn't call that next year, but then they started calling again. So they started calling for, um, it was battle of the seasons. I don't you remember that. I think that was like pretty soon after. And that's, um, and they called Brad and Cameron and, um, and we toyed with it back and forth at that time. Cause Brad was in school and I remember thinking like, I don't know. And I'm so thankful we didn't, but uh, his final was like, no, we, we can't, we can't do this. So um, you're the reason why there wasn't a road rules team. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or which one is it? Or is it Brady's fault? Is it? Is yes. Brady it's Brady. Reason? We'll go. Totally. Okay. Totally. We'll blame it on Brady. <laughs> Her son. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah. So that was, we, they did that. And then, um, and then they started calling us pretty regularly again at invasions. So both of us and we, and that's when we were going, we were in the Rocky, we were really Rocky and, and it was, it would not have been good. So, um, yeah. So they regularly called after, um, uh, that like, uh, battle seasons and then invasions. And then, um, then we, they call for everyone since then. I was just looking back at it and I remember them, we went through it and dirty 30, we were actually going to both go back and we, our divorce was so fresh. I remember thinking like, thank God we both didn't, um, because that would have been bad. But, um, and we decided last minute that I wasn't going to go and then something happened with him. So, but yeah. How closely did you guys follow everything during those off years? Were you watching? Did you see your friends? Or were you guys just too busy with family stuff? Because it seems like you pay pretty close attention now, but I wonder how much of that has to do with Brad being back on or people tweeting you every five minutes to get your take. Um, During that period where you guys were were, were together still but just decided not to be on the show, were you kind of like out of sight, out of mind? Were you kind of like let's not make ourselves jealous? How closely did you guys pay attention during that off period? Yeah, we kind of didn't. We did, we we would watch a few like I remember X's um 1 and X's 2 we watched. Um Arrival. I don't remember. The one with DM and CT and the mountain, the the snow mountain was that um X's 1. Sounds like the one that Johnny and uh Johnny and Camilla won, right? Yeah, last minute they passed them. <clears throat> mhm. Yeah, we watched whatever that. that one is. Yeah, because D was excited about that, so she, you know, so we watched that one, um, and then uh, we watched a few. But it's hard because it's like this relationship. You look at the TV and you're like, oh, that looks like a fun edit. Although now I look at it and I'm like, that does not look like a fun time at all. Um, the challenge part looks fun, but like the actual house stuff doesn't. But when I, I was like, wow, you're going to pay me to go hang out with my friends in another country and do cool. Up, cool. Sign me up. Um, so that was hard. So we kind of just felt like, we don't need to watch this because it's a, it makes you want to go back. Um, and we really weren't in a place to go back. And, um, so yeah, no, we really didn't want keep up with it all the time. Is there anything, cause I think we're, we're, we're kind of catching up here to this, uh, this new period, I would call it, say, Brad's resurgence on the challenge, which you, although you haven't played a part on the show, you have played a part, you know, in the secondary conversation, some of which happens here on Challenge Mania, some of which happens on Twitter, or some of which happens, to be honest with you, in your private text that somehow managed to get on Twitter. Um, oh, gosh, but, I forgot about that. But, but so is there anything in between <laughs> that either you or Derek wants us to touch on before we, we get up to this? Like, was there anything... And we can go back and talk about some some Gauntlet three and uh, Duel two and stuff as well. But but because uh, I know a lot of our audience does want to get your take on this stuff. Um, was there anything that I left out as far as kind of in between in the in the middle there that you want to mention before we get to this next go around? No, I had a question though. D, do, do you remember? Um, okay, who was your captain on Cutthroat of your team? Uh. Well, it was the person that finished last. So right. oh, it so was like Cam- Emily, 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 the one from uh, Real World Cancun. Okay, okay. Because I were I was just thinking this last night. I was going through it, and I was the first girl pit. 
of all the, and I was thinking like who was there and I was like, wow, because it went Camilla Dunbar and then Dun- Dunbar got her to pick me. Um, which is funny at the end, how it ended up playing. But, um, I was like, who was the, were the other captains? I couldn't remember how those teams played out. And I knew it was Camilla, but I couldn't remember how your team shook down. Cause yeah. you had a pretty solid team that, that you had yeah. Emily and, and, but bananas was in the middle team. Yeah. He was on my team. He was on your team. Yeah. It, it was, it was like, it was like. We had like the, 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 the championship team that ended up getting the eight seed and getting knocked out first. That's, that's, um, that's what it was. Yeah. We had a good team. But yeah. CT messed things up. Yeah. yeah, he did. That was a South. Although let's be real. I think that, uh, Teresa and I would have been a solid matchup. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah. uh, I think that size wise, Tyler would have taken Johnny out. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's hard to say because like, I mean, he had like 60 pounds on it. I know. I know. But it, like, I, I don't think it would have looked like that. Let's be real. But I think he would have beat him. It would have been a nice, it would have been a nice grudge match to see. It would have been more of like, uh, you know, and, and maybe Tyler would have taken it. It's just, I don't know. Like, I feel like my low center of gravity, it, it plays is, is uh, difficult for the bigger guys to work yeah. against, and my agility, and so, so, and I wonder if, um, I wonder if, uh, you know, if Johnny has some of that once he gets down to the ground, you know. Yeah. But but you know, Tyler but you're was, also scrappy, D. Like uh, you're really scrappy, and I. This is probably a controversial opinion. I don't think Johnny has that like scrap in him. I think he's got heart. I just don't think he has your like scrappiness. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've gotten into a lot of, a lot of fights in, in my life growing up, you know? So what? maybe that attests to that maybe and, that's the, it. and the three sports I've played my entire life. Um, yeah. but and, yeah, anyway. But no, anyway, yeah, you, you should have made it a little bit longer to, to make your main set. I wonder when the, when the mom, when, when they're going to bring you back, Tori, <laughs> I don't know. And I don't on know. top of that, I wonder when they're going to make a, a, a triple threat theme and put you, Brittany, and Brad all on the same team. Exactly. Leave me home. <laughs> How are you sign me know? up. Are you just going to walk in and quit? And sign me up for irrelevant and happy. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, could you imagine how angry they would all be at each other? Like, <laughs> I'd be drinking for you. For you. Guys. Please. I'd be like, can I, I just. More- I need more than alcohol. I'd be like, can I just be in the drama for this? Like, and I'm just going to follow each one of these people around just for entertainment <laughs> because I know that each one of them <laughs> is going to be talking so much shit about everything else. And Brad's just going to be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Anxiety ridden. Okay, sorry, Scott. Brad might blink. <laughs> no way. No chance. No chance he's going to blink. He's like, my life is fucked. It's <laughs> it's hard to believe it's only been about a year here because what's funny is that Brad, you know, made his return on Vendettas, then again on the Final Reckoning. Both seasons were the first two that we ever covered here in our in their entirety on Challenge Mania. So Brad's return to the challenge has sort of gone hand in hand with the rise of Challenge Mania here. So we've talked about it so much. It's been such, you know, you, with your involvement and Brittany's involvement, it's been so prevalent this year that it feels feels like it's 
been going on forever, but it's really only been a year here. Lexi has a question for you, Tori. She says, what were you, what were your initial thoughts when Brad told you he was going back on the challenge? And was it that simple? Did he tell you he was going back on or were you involved in the decision at all? And, and why don't you let us know how that came about? Yeah, we actually really talked. We, Brad and I, at right before the challenge, uh, we're, we're in a really okay spot. I mean, as far as like having open and honest conversations and he, and I, I wanted that for him. If he wanted to go back, he, he didn't, he was teaching and, um, they, they pay really well for them to go, you know, go back on the show. Um, and so he, I said, you know, go, um, he was like, I'm not, I'm going to compete. I'm not going to hook up with anybody. I'm not going to date anybody. Like, don't, that's not what this is about. And I was like, yeah, go like the kids would love it. Um, you're going to compete. Um, and that very quickly changed. So, and did that change with now, for instance, when you guys had this conversation, it seemed like it was more about the competition and maybe the being away. Were there any talks about, you know, whether what ended up kind of happening with Brittany and them kind of falling for each other very quickly and having a very, you know, public and out there and visible on screen romance there for a while. Um, was yeah. that talked about? Did, did you did either of you just like not see that coming? Was it talked about sort of in contingency of like, hey, if I do meet somebody, how would you feel about this? Or because when you said it all changed quickly, was it something that you guys just hadn't even factored in going into it? We, yeah, we really. Yeah, no, we really it was that wasn't even an option. And because we had just dealt with like the whole Kellyanne thing and Kellyanne was going as a, uh, was it alternate or something? I don't know. Um, uh, but she was going and he had had the conversation like, Hey, we're just friends. Like this is not, so it was very clear to me. Like there is nothing going. I mean, he was like telling the boys how he, they were going to be able to watch it and, um, all of that. So it was never, it was very clear that this was only going to be, you know, about competing and getting back in the game. And it was a big part of, you know, his life and his story. And so I was like, yeah, go for it. I mean, I, I I always say this, Brad never had to run it past me. When you get divorced, you lose your right to have a say, um, and what the other person does, who they date, all of it. Um, and, but we did talk about it. And so my expectation, or I guess my, what I was thinking going into it was what he said it was, and that it was just for him to compete. Um, just for our audience, who's listening to you briefly allude to something with Kellyanne and they will kill me if I don't ask a follow-up. Can you just quickly summarize what you're talking about there? Cause I think some people that the deep diver Reddit people know what you're talking about. And some people yeah. have no idea that Brad and Kellyanne even knew each other. Yeah, so Brad and Kellyanne started this online thing of talking. They actually had a really like great connection and friendship. And um, and Brad had said something to me, try, probably trying to make me jealous in some form of, of fashion. Our divorce was very new. I mean, we could got divorced in December, and it started in like February, I think. You know, them talking. And he was like, um, I have a. He was like, I, you know, I have a really. I don't even know the words he used now. I don't want to misquote him. Something like a deep assault, like connection with someone. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then she had mentioned it to, to Susie, I think, at the time. I don't even remember. Anyway, it came out who it was, and I was like, what? Like, And then I found out that they were you know, talking a lot. And so we kind of went back and forth 
about it. Um, and I, I don't know it, that, that kind of started with, with him and I like arguing about him dating or not dating or what that looked like, or if he, you know, if he, if they were going to be a thing. Um, and so it, it was like, it was games. I don't know. I feel like divorce at the end. I don't know, Derek, if your situation yeah, uh, like this, uh, but I just feel like it's a lot of chaos and, yeah. And there's different stages. There's yes. Different, and like the, the, and what it sounds like is like, this was a very early stage where yes. you were probably not comfortable with her, with him having at your territorial, you know, yes. like, yes, it, 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 it's going to happen. And, yep. and, mm-hmm. yeah, and so, and so what it sounds like is, um, you, you know, he's, he's talking to somebody doesn't necessarily mean that they're like dating and hooking up. It's just, right. could just be talking, but the, uh, on the opposing side, you know, it, you know, we're like, you know, well, let's just say the opposing side, I'm going to jump yeah. on ship with you. Okay. Yeah. And I'm on the opposing <laughs> side with you here. There's no fucking way that this motherfucker is talking to somebody right now. That motherfucker. Mm-hmm. What? He must yeah. have seen <laughs> me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and, and it could be yeah. furthest from the truth, but these emotions and everything yeah. starts and there's different stages and you know, yeah. yeah and I, I think so. we can go on and on. I don't know how long Scott, you want to hear yeah. about different stages of divorce, but <laughs> uh, there are many and, and going yeah. it, as we yeah. speak, they are still happening. But I hope that for, 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 for me, for my ex, for you, and, and, and Brad and the kids, like it's, it's sort of all sort of calmed down. Yeah. Um, and we're two years removed now. I mean, yeah, me too. and, and it, it looks very different. And when I even like talking about that, I was like, gosh, I yeah. was a little like crazy. So, um, and divorce is not nobody. I, I swear to you, nobody can go through a divorce and be like, Oh, I was the best version of myself and made no mistakes because you just don't like, you just don't go. I don't think you go through any breakup, um, like that. And so, um, that's, you know, where that is. <sighs> Back to our guests in a minute, but, uh, I'm a little tired. Mm, I wish I had some comfy sheets to lay on. Guess what? I do. Thanks to Brooklinen. You know, you spend one third of your life in sheets, which is some crazy sheet, but it's about time for a betting upgrade. Brooklinen has been named the winner of the best of online betting by Good Housekeeping. Not okay housekeeping, good housekeeping. 30,000 five-star reviews more than any other betting company. They were founded in 2014 by a husband and wife combo. And let me tell you, there's another husband and wife combo, Scott and Lindsay, that are enjoying the F out of these sheets. Their mission is to make five-star hotel quality sheets more affordable and easy to order. And let me tell you, they have. Brooklinen was the first DTC betting company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. The sheets don't just feel great. They look great, too. You can mix and match over 20 colors and patterns. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Lindsay loves them, too. Now it's time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer to Challenge Maniacs, and it is a good one. You can get $20 off and, yep, there's an and, free shipping when you use the code MANIA at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, all their comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use the code MANIA at Brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code MANIA. Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. And now I'm worked up. I don't even need a nap. Let's get back to our guests. 
<laughs> Do you and I can keep chatting while uh, while she gets on that call, and then when she's back, she'll let us know. Okay. Um, so so yeah, I mean, what's interesting there that that you don't have in common with them? Obviously, you have the the thing in common that you did go through a divorce at some point, but but that they're both public figures in a certain regard. And, and just like when we had Melinda on and she talked about her and Danny always being kind of Danny and Melinda in people's eyes, you know, they were and are Brad and Tori in a lot of people's eyes. And so when, when Brad goes back on the show and, and all this stuff goes down with, with Brittany, people are looking for Tori's feedback. People are sending Tori clips. People are commenting on Tori's feed and she has this, I would, I would, I'm going to ask her, but I would assume sort of responsibility to herself and to the people that kind of look to her for guidance and insight and whatnot to sort of, you know, give her two cents and stand up for, for her, you know, opinion here and whatnot. And that's, what's different is that all this kind of exists in the public space, you know, it's happening on television and on social media, Whereas most people get the luxury of being able to work this stuff out with their former significant other behind closed doors. Yeah, if you're alluding to the if you're alluding to trying to get Amy on the podcast, Scott, it ain't gonna happen. No, that's, that is definitely not what I was alluding to. <laughs> good, good, yeah. good. Um, no, there's a lot of different things that get involved here. Like a lot of things went through my mind as I as I came up with that joke. Um, uh, you know, it's weird. Do you want to stay in the public eye or do you not? You know, do you want to stand up and, and have this platform or do you not? You know, for me, social media has always been a big uh, therapeutic uh, way of, of, of getting my voice heard. You know, which, you know, on the podcast, it kind of happens too. Um, you know, because there's just so you feel like there's so much left unsaid and you're able to say here. And so for in Tori's case, um, you know, there's, there's just so much stuff that happened there that she said there that just had in my mind going in different directions because I can, I can definitely relate. Uh, what was your main question here? I'm sorry. I, I, I was, I was queuing myself up for that joke. Well, it's sort of like how maybe, maybe you could answer it this way and, and you nailed the joke by the way. So it was well worth <laughs> butchering the next two minutes. That's no, no problem at all. No, I mean, how much like from your own experience do you feel like would have been made a hundred times worse if your ex was also a public entity and that say anything that you said or did or, or whatever, or anything she said or did was then in turn sent to you. And you guys were sort of expected to comment on what the other person was doing and whatnot, yeah. because, because, you know, it, that, that clean break or that, you know, at least clean break to, for, for most people, you know, is one of those things that is sort of unavoidable to, I mean, not sorry, it is sort of, you know, impossible when you're both two public entities that are, kind of like tied together yeah. by, by the and, fandom. Yeah. And, you know, and she, and, and my ex could have very easily, you know, taken the plunge, you know, six or seven years ago when social media was just starting to get hot. Maybe, maybe it was a little longer than that. Uh, nine years ago, seven, eight years ago, nine years ago, you know, she could have jumped in and had a, a name for herself. And probably by now I had about 30,000 followers just based on, you know, uh, you know, the, the, you know, what could have been turmoil between us publicly, you know, cause she could have been out there fucking saying whatever she wants, you know what I mean? But, you know, just like reality TV, you know, and social media, it, there comes a price, right? Like you put yourself out there, you put yourself in the fire to get burned. You know, that's, that's, that's what people forget, you know, like people forget that, 
you know, that this is not that easy to just like put all your emotions out there, put all your thoughts out there because you're going to get bombarded. You're going to get hit. And some of the swings by the trolls are going to hurt, you know? And, and I remember even like, you know, early on with MySpace, like, like Kina, Kina, for example, which is the main reason why I went and picked Tori up in the limos. Cause I wanted to impress Kina. And, um, uh, it's it's like she so Kina at first she would read message boards. It, it wasn't even my it was message boards. She just go online and what's probably Reddit you know Reddit back then is was what Kina was looking at and people would just tra- trash her for what she was like the sweetest thing ever. She was beautiful, but yet people still found a reason to trash her. She would read it and not want to visit the internet ever again. And then slowly left this whole game because people were hurting her feelings. She didn't want that, you know? So, um, it's hard to be this public figure. It's hard. I I didn't get, you know, everything that, that Brad and Tori uh, have gone through publicly. But for me, I I started doing the show when I was 19. I kind of grew up on it. Um, at some point on the Island, I said, you know, I'm starting a family. Um, this may be my last show. Uh, I end up winning the money. I end up being able to take care of my son the year he was born with the, with the money that I won on, on, uh, on, on the Island, then did one more, uh, won the, won the ruins. Um, and that helped my family. People knew I was this married guy, you know? Um, but it's not, you know, and then, and then, and then cutthroat, I go and I lose to this team that ends up going and, you know, sailing off into the sunset together, um, as a couple and literally, like she just said off to, to have babies. And I can really respect what she just said there a few minutes ago, as far as being like, I, I was a little crazy, you know, and, and talking about the different stages of, of, of divorce and, and, and separation and, and territory, you know, like these are all very, very intense situations and moments. I'm I having flashbacks, you know, like just it, it probably it, like, th- you know, their situation, what could have been and my situation, what, you know, what could have been, you know, it's like, it's some scary shit in there, you know? So it, it sounds like, you know, they're in a, they're in a, a fairly decent place right now. You know, I'm just, I'm happy that, you know, that this hey is. Guys. Oh, oh wow. there she is. Hey. Perfect. Hi. So I'm getting sentimental here. Yeah, we oh. just, um, you yeah. know, that's great. We had a little side, side conversation there, and you could just pop right back in. So, T- Tori, I, I do want to ask, so, you know, you mentioned, yeah. you know, um, kind of when you saw how it ended up playing out, it, it played out a little differently than it had been pitched to you. It's all going to be about the competition, this and that. How much of a heads up did you get um, beforehand? Uh-huh. Did you hear about this verbally from Brad before, or were you tuning in just like all of us when Brad and Brittany happened? No. So we, um, there, those pictures, so pictures leaked online. And of course people like, flooded me with them. Um, and that caught me off guard. And I think that I would have been a little more, I would have been in a better headspace had it not caught me so off guard. And we had gone with one intention and then it was so opposite of that. Um, I had no no idea who she was like, like as far as like how they had met or when did they just meet or what it like, I, I knew nothing. And so my imagination started going crazy. Um, and I had a phone call. He called the kids that was before Skype and was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I didn't know the, the 
extent of it. And, um, and he was like, nothing, like nothing, basically. Like he was just like, it's fine. Like it's, it's blown out of proportion. And, and, um, and I was like, okay. So then as people started coming home, they were like, uh, uh, no, no, it's not blown out of proportion. Like it was all in your face everywhere. And so I was, so when he got home, I was like, let's have a real, like, come to Jesus meeting here. And, uh, he, he was like, yeah, you're not going to want to watch it. And I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't watch this. And he, I watched the, uh, his, the shows in which he had like eliminations, like they're recorded. Um, and I watched them for like the, the boys watched the, his eliminations, but even then they were so like, I think one of the eliminations, Brittany was still there and, and she said something and he went like that. He went and kissed her. And like, I was like scrambling to get like it off from the boys. Cause it's just not something that the boy, I don't think the boys would want to see Brad and I kiss on TV. So let alone him and somebody else. So, um, I, you know, I didn't watch that season at all. Um, and I didn't watch, um, I, ha- I actually haven't watched Final Reckoning other than the ones where, even though Brad, she wasn't on it, Brad, Brad, Brady gets really upset when Brad loses. <laughs> so, and Kyle and him won all of those, like lost all these eliminations this time. And so we, I watched like the beginning when they were doing really well as like, in the, on the challenges. So he, that we were able to watch that stuff, but even now there's so much like fighting and drama in between. I just will let him watch the, the part of it, like the competition part and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to do the same thing. And the kissing thing's a weird thing too. I don't know if I, I don't know what, uh, yeah, Derek, Derek, did you show little D the, uh, you kissing Brittany? Was that something, uh, Wait, was that on the show? That was before. Before it was on the the reunion, like after party special of the Dirty Thirty, and the internet. If you Google Derek Kaczynski to this day, because sometimes I have to do it to like get pictures of him. One of like the top (laughs) ten hits is like, "Are Derek Kaczynski and Brittany Nicole from Are You the One Dating?" Derek kisses (laughs) Brittany Nicole, and that was like kind of a running joke on the first few episodes of our podcast because people would always write in about what the deal was with them. So anytime he got a buzz of a text, because for a while there, he didn't know how to put his phone on silent. So during the podcast, you would hear like, bzz, bzz, and I would always just like try to diffuse it by saying, oh, is that Brittany? Is that Brittany? Um, and then very quickly, that narrative switched once the uh, the vendettas started airing. It started to make no sense when everyone kind of knew what was going on I, with her and Brad. But I knew and- that. I had some like flirty. I knew you had some flirty. I just didn't know it was on. I, I actually thought, um, I, I, I remember watching Dirty Dirty 30. We watched that before because that's when we knew Brad was probably going back. Um, so I was like, okay, who are these new kids? What does that look like? Um, and um, I knew there was something like flirty there, but I didn't, I didn't, never knew it was on TV because I remember always being like, why can't she just be like Derek? He didn't kiss anybody on TV, so <laughs> you're, you're probably like, um, he's probably like, damn you, Derek. <laughs> damn it. Why can't you keep it clean? You're so close. It's the last episode. It's the last, it was, it was literally, it was the last final, re- it was like the, it was like the final, re- it was like the reunion after party. It was like episode 20 out of 20, like the last like minutes. Um, 
anyway, it, it, but, but what's funny is about, about the, the, the whole joke. So he, so Scott started saying that every time my phone would buzz while we were on a podcast, he'd be like, Oh, there goes Brittany calling again. And it, obviously she's like, and it he's on, it's him and her and Brad are like on TV, like all this stuff that you're just talking about coming out, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, he was just kind of joking and, but I'm sure people were like, yeah, what the fuck is going on with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> out there now there's like, they're in the tabloids and like yeah. in the sunset and shit like that. And then once Brad came on and my phone buzzed again, I like, I, I, I didn't, I played it like, you know, like that was Brittany and that we've been like talking oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, you know, and I just, yeah. And, and I oh, and, and Brad, told, I guarantee I did not listen, <laughs> but I can totally see Brad be like, oh, it's cool. It's totally cool. Yeah, it's cool, it man. Was, like, yeah, whatever. Was, <laughs> that's exactly what he did. And it was so Funny. awkward. Of course. Funny. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. As he's like fumbling through his phone, like, I am texting her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So, so ridiculous. Tori, how much of seeing uh, Brad's recent uh, success on the show, and I mean, just by, you know, getting back into the fold, and, you know, he, he, he is a very, you know, well liked cast member back from his time mm-hmm. on Real World San Diego and the shows he did with you, and, and, and then succeeding and making it very far in vendettas and having some ups and downs on the final reckoning with Kyle, but still showing he can compete and, and out there doing what looks like having fun. How much has that sort of, you know, wet your palate as well and thought, okay, now you got your time. I'd like to go back to a lot of people have theorized that all this American Ninja warrior training we see you doing is you getting ready to go back on the show. Um, Howard wrote in with a question saying what inspired you to get into the Ninja warrior training style program. I will add the, the add on, is it to get back out there? No, no, I actually, I miss competing. Like I, I really just miss competing in general. And, um, I, that I love the Ninja warrior type stuff. Friends of ours, um, do the, the like training program or the like workout classes, uh, in Naperville. So it's not far from me. And, um, I just, I love it. it. It gets that like competitive, itch out, out of my system, I think, um, without having to go live in a house in a different country and, um, argue with people. (laughs) Got it. So, Um, so so not really interest? No, you know, I, no, I, I don't, I've learned to never say never. Um, I don't, it would be, the stars would really have to align. It would have to be a part like the perfect storm. It, that's a long time away. And I'm not saying I'm not discrediting dads. I'm really not. It, I understand that it's hard for you guys too to be away from the kids. I just, it's hard for me. It would be really hard for me to, I mean, I see my kids every, almost every day. And like, I, we're, they're just a big part of me and I don't know that I could be, I think two weeks I'd be like, okay, that's good. And then I'd get to the point where the men, the mental game went around week three and four, Derek. And it's probably, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, it is, you mentally start to break down in the game because you lose sight of an outside world and add missing your kids on top of that. I think it is like a totally different thing. And I, I know it's for the dads too. It's, it's hard. Um, so, and, and for Brad and I, everyone asks, like, I'm sure you of all the questions, I didn't read them because I wanted to have this like raw answer for you. Um, but I'm sure people ask like, would her and Brad go together? No, because 
who's taking care of our kids. Like it's not like if I went and Brad was here, it would be easier, but still not like you miss, like Brad was like, gosh, I missed certain things last year. Like, you know, just certain things that you can't get back. And so, um, it, it's hard. And so no, not because Brad and I couldn't compete together. Brad's a kick-ass partner. Like I would die to have, like, I'm always like, Hey, you're welcome for being exes because, um, we'd be a good team. And cause he, like, he's, he's a good competitor. And, um, so it would not be like that. Do we get along in the sense of like, we agree on life things? No, but we could compete for money for our kids. But in reality, we couldn't go and leave our kids to be raised by, you know, grandparents or neighbors or they didn't sign up for that. You know, it's just not, it's not realistic. Is it, is, is there a perfect storm that gets you and Brad there? Is is what is the perfect storm? Is it, was it, I mean, you know, we, are, and we, we're living are in, you offering to babysit? Listen, we're, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I am a great, I am a great, uh, uncle. I am a great father. I'm a great, I'm a great baby guy. I'm a great baby for sure. But see, it's, wouldn't that be weird? Like, so we'll, well, well, Buna Murray MTV, we do know one person that might be up for the challenge. Um, FaceTiming, um, you guys are going to need to pay Derek. Um, he, he knows the system. Uh, he knows the system very well. He knows that you guys call only when we're off. And um, now that FaceTime is okay, if we can do FaceTime once a night before the boys go to sleep, um, you know, we, we could probably think about it. But Derek's got to get paid. Yeah. Okay. The so, ultimate babysitter. Yeah. I mean, that. so the perfect storm of that happening yeah. um, is probably, I mean, unless the boys came out there. It, it's just not. Yeah, no, boys I came out there. Okay. Yeah. Boys came out there and you're able to see them. Like, yeah. like see them, like go check in with them. Like, you know, teen mom yeah. on the challenge. Um, totally. Well, yeah. let, let's talk about the more so. likely scenario that a lot of people have kicked around. A lot of people wrote in with this question, including Christina, Kristen, sorry, I can't name you all, but what if they called and they were like, all right, Brad, you can stay home and watch the kids. Cause we want to see Tori and Brittany together. Is that something <laughs> you could do or would do? Cause there's been, I mean, it seems like from following it from afar, you guys kind of go back and forth with the level of respect you have for one another, how you treat each other when you talk about each other. I remember very early on um, you mentioning, I, I thought were, were kind words about her. Then, of course, Brittany famously on our Atlanta show kind of, you know, called you a few, uh, you know, n- not the nicest thing. So it kind of goes back and forth. Where do you guys stand? And is that something you guys could, you know, maybe put aside to work together on one of these rival seasons, final reckoning seasons? Because, you know, that's a theme they like to go back to quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot to unpack here. So here's my here's my real, my, the real, real on Brittany. Like I don't have anything. I I don't, I don't have anything against her. Like I don't, Brittany and I are not at her age. I was married with two kids. I don't have a lot in common with Brittany. I don't understand a lot of her choices. Um, and so in real life, I don't like her and I just wouldn't, we wouldn't hang out. Um, 
but I don't, I don't think that makes her a bad person. And that's not, I'm not just saying that in like a politically correct way. I don't, I think I have friends of mine who, who vouch for her or people that I think highly of that, that truly vouch for her as being a good person and, you know, a lot of fun to be around, which is why I said in my, you know, I was talking to uh, us weekly and, and I said, I think she's a better fit for him because Brad's a fun outgoing, great guy. Um, and, and so is she. So that's why I thought they were the better fit. Um, I just didn't like it in my face. Um, and I felt like it was very much in my face. Uh, so could we be on a, I mean, ideally I would not want to be partners with her. Um, I don't think she's a bad competitor. I would not want to be partners with her. Ideally, if they were like, hey, Brad, stay home, I'd be like, hey, can we have an individual challenge or like an old school versus new school or something like that? Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't, I, I, I've never been good at the mental game. Like, I've never been good at, like, socially, I'm fine. Um, I, I was, but that was back when I had, it was my friends, you know? Um, Socially, I've always been good. Physically, I've I held my own, and um, I mean, I've only lost one elimination. It was to Anissa, and um, but mentally, like I just don't mentally prepare for these shows um, the way that some people can separate real life and and the game, and I I don't do that well. So I don't know. How does it make you feel? And look, let me just start by saying, you know, when someone is on either our podcast or on one of our live shows and decides to go into business for themselves and start calling someone else names or saying they're irrelevant and this or that, that is not by nature or transient property endorsed by Derek and I. So I know there was a video <laughs> clip going around of her talking about you when we were in Atlanta. Um, yeah. How does it make you feel when 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 she, go, you know, kind of talks about you like that? Because for me, like, as I mentioned, there's ups and downs, but like you just spoke about her, you know, pretty respectfully, um, you know, how does it make you feel when she kind of then goes into, you know, the offensive mode? Do you think she's maybe trying to make that rivalry season happen with you? Or do you think she just genuinely has those vindictive mindsets when it comes to, to you in that role in, in her life and Brad's life? I mean, I, I don't know. It's the lesser of two evils. I, I would hope that she doesn't just have this like, thing where she, you know, has this vindictive like mindset about me. I, I, I think that Brittany is hurting. I think that she cared for Brad and in a breakup, you have to, I think you want to look for other people, um, to, it can't be, I think you want to look for outsider reasons. And, um, I think that I'm a reason for her. Um, and I'm not, I am so not Brad and I are not getting back together. We are not like it, I am, I don't cause problems. I hope he finds happiness. Um, I do, I, but I am not the reason that they broke up by any means. And, um, I think that, but in her mind, I think that she would, she must think that because I mean, to bring me up, it's just, I don't talk about her in any, like the, the one time that I tweeted about a situation out of turn was the one with, um, uh, with this last reunion that was so just, I remember one other time, but we can talk about this one first. Um, 
But but well, let's talk about the reunion first, and then okay. I'll mention the other time. Okay, but I don't think she has. She may want, but I honestly do not like irre, like irrelevant and happy. I, I I truly like here. You're gonna get this, Scott. Now that you're you you're having a kid, people are gonna give you all sorts of unsolicited advice. Um, yes, it's already it's already about, started coming. Yes, it's yeah. already started, right? So um, be and being in the the spotlight, people give you all types of unsolicited advice about your parenting, about your, um, your life, what you say, what you tweet, what you do. And so the, I I like that, especially if I'm not on the show, like I don't need to hear your negative opinion about like what I fed my kid for breakfast. And so every time that she brings my name up, it like people run to me about me being relevant. And I'm like, Hey, I'm not, I'm over here eating frosted flakes for breakfast, like with my kid and trying to be irrelevant. So she may, she, it's the opposite. If she's trying to, to prove that I'm irrelevant, um, she's doing the opposite every time she brings me up. I've got the tweet right here. You said, this is the reunion one. You said, this is so trashy and sloppy. There is a time and place to address certain actions and national television is not the place to discuss the bedroom. Brad, you handled that with class. And then Brittany's response, make sure your own doorstep is clean before you try to sweep mine because we both know, I know things about you that will ruin your perfect little image. Pillow talk sure comes handy sometimes. And then the tea emoji and then the frog emoji. Um, I'm sure Kermit has never been more proud. All right, so the, let's talk about what your your the the basis for your comment was. I mean, we all saw it. Look, she was she was a bit sloshed during the reunion during the, the Skype that she got uh, patched in for. And then, what is she alluding to? Do you want to get ahead of this a little bit? I mean, is this an Amanda situation where she's threatening to drop a bomb that never comes? I mean, what could she be talking about here that that could ruin your image or whatever? Oh, I have no, I mean, it could be an, I don't, I have no, I honestly don't have any idea like what it could be. Um, I have a few thoughts on that. Um, one, and I sent this to Susie last week, they called me in one of their lives. Like, why are they talking about me laying in bed on pillow talk? Like that's concerning. Cause if I was laying in bed with somebody and they were talking about their ex, I'd be like, mm, this is a little weird. Um, one, two, uh, I, I don't like, there's, I, I have never claimed to be perfect and I don't know. I mean, did I cheat on Brad? No. Did I, um, I did, I, 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 I'm, I don't do drugs. I don't like, I'm not like a crazy partier. So I don't know if that's what she, like, if she thinks she has something to that extent, I honestly, I have no clue, but, and if it's even true, like, I mean, she could think something or Brad could have said something in the heat of a moment, like we always do. And then been like, mm, that's there. There's not really a valid reason. So I, I have no clue. She could spill whatever tea she, she really feels like I, I have nothing. I, I have a, like I responded to her. I never claimed to be perfect. I'm not the perfect parent. I'm not the perfect. I was not the perfect wife. Did I cheat? No. Did I, you know, it was it abusive? No, it just, we didn't work. So, um, I don't know what she is alluding to or any tea to spill, unfortunately, but have at it. 
Um, <laughs> the other thing I was going to mention, and I don't want to go too far into this, just out of a respect to, to her, but earlier this year, she was involved in an incident, and I think a lot of people put that on your doorstep, oh, yeah. and, and you did comment on that. So that was the only yeah. other time that I remember yeah. you do you, you did... Uh, you did mention her in, in a- yeah, I, yeah. So people were like flooding me and I was like, I, this is like, there's never a time to drink and drive. Like we have Uber, we have all this stuff. Like I, I just don't have uh, patience for drinking and driving. I don't, I have some of my best friends that were killed drinking and driving. And so that's kind of where I was. I was angry at the time. Like, don't give me this. I, that I've also heard since then that people are like, Oh, you, um, I leaked it. I didn't even know about it um, until it hit my, and that's how I find out about most stuff is from like pe- people DMing me. Um, is it Devon? Is that her name? Yeah. Um, on the reunion when she said um, these challenge fans are like CIA, they're better than like CIA agents. It's legitimately Way true. Better. Like, Way yeah, better. <laughs> it's like, I need one of them in my like real life to find out stuff before I like go on dates with guys. I'm going to need them to like, Ooh. search it out well you know you know how to do, you know how to do that all you got Tori all you got to do is say you're like going on a date with somebody that you met on like a dating app or something just act yeah. like you didn't do it on purpose but somehow let like maybe a screen grab of their dating profile wind up on your social media and within six hours there will be a reddit thread of look at the new guy Tori's dating they will find out where he's from what his last job was why he was fired if it's a real picture of him because these people and you know God love them. They, they've been uncovering catfishes left and right. I guess there's people in the in the uh, challenge social media sphere who have been misrepresenting themselves as being you know a different age and the opposite sex, and they're trying to figure out who all these information sources are and all these quote unquote stands. So they can definitely run your next uh, your next potential suitor through the ringer. So just make it look like it's something that they figured out on their own, and they will do the dirty work for you. I promise. Mm-hmm. And, that's a, and that is an endorsement of you guys, by the way, because this will definitely get mentioned and people will say, oh, Scott was talking about Reddit again. I am slow clapping you guys for the fine work yes. that you do because I will need it at some point as well, I'm sure, and I will come a calling. So kudos to you guys for your investigative journalism. I think you guys all missed a secondary calling in your life. Um, oh, right, yeah, let- keep it up. I'm not I – don't, I don't – I, I want info, so – Send it my way. Let's have some fun here. Uh, this is a good question from Hunter Question Howard. What's one piece of advice you would give to a young woman coming off the challenge and looking to transition into quote unquote civilian life, especially one who's transitioning transitioning into motherhood? Walk away. Like there's no, you can't have one show in the water. And I tell this to, I get a lot of times the new people will call me and they'll say like, I I'm done. Like, and, and I am like, are you truly done? Or are you just done? Cause you got off and you're on that, like, two days out from filming depression is <laughs> I don't know a better way to describe it, but you get out from filming. You're like, Oh my gosh, what did I just live through? Um, it's fun. And it's, even if you win, there's still that, like, I mean, I remember leaving cutthroat and being like, that is exhausting. Um, Derek, is that Brittany calling you? Yes. Love it. So sorry. 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 Um, so, um, I, you can't like be half in and half out. You have to truly commit and say, Hey, like I'm done. It was a chapter of my life. I'm closing it. I'm now going to, to, to get a job in the real world, quote unquote, and, um, and move on completely. Don't, I think that we, 
we say that and then we still like wait for the call or we get this job that where we can leave and do a call. It, it doesn't work like that. You really have to say, I'm done. Um, and if you come back years later, like, you know, I, and then okay. But, or you're in a different season in your life, but like to truly get out, you have to be out of it. Like the money's enticing, but like you have to weigh it out and say like, am I ready to truly just move on with my life and say that was a chapter. It was great and be done. And if you are, then you can do it, but you ha- you can't like secretly hope that they're going to call you. Like there was no secret hope for Brad and I that after cutthroat, they were going to call us. We were like, this is it. Does that include social media too? Because it's funny. It's like you build up these followings from being on the show and, Mm -hmm. you know, other, you know, besides actually like shutting down your social media, people are going to be constantly, you know, pinging you with maybe compliments or please come back or letting you know if your name comes up and this and that. Derek actually had a few years where he went completely dark, shut down his social media to his detriment because now here he is several years later trying to start a podcast and his, some of his social media followings are a fraction of what they might have been if he hadn't shut down for that period. So there are pros and cons to it. But do you feel like to completely get out of the fold, not only do you have to start saying no to the calls from them and and turn Mm -hmm. off that part of your brain, but you kind of have to let the audience know here, you know, that I'm not as accessible to you guys as well. Because it's a hard thing to turn down the, the, the daily adoration and the compliments and the offerings to, you know, people wanting to do stuff for you or, or just talk to you and ask you questions about it. Did you guys have to do that too? Or did you guys remain sort of out there see so it was easier for us because we we, twitter and instagram and all of that was not i mean facebook was there but they wasn't that a lot of it's like your friends and your family you know um and so we didn't have to really you have to really put it into perspective and i this is something that i've told marie too because marie has been like so funny for the longest time and she'll get a good edit and then a bad edit and then she'll get like you know it and the fans love her and then they hate her and then they love her and and i'm like and i And I always say, like, don't put me on a pedestal. I think I tweeted this out the other day. Don't put me on a pedestal in your mind because I can promise you the fall is not worth the the time at the top. And (laughs) it's so true because the – you will do something, like – and not to to bring this up, but, like, the – the Durrell fight, like that was so bad in – like, Brad had, like, could not go out. It was was tough. Like, it was a tough – episode. And now years later, people have forgotten about it. And which is great. Like, you know, but then you have to like, you replay it over and over again. And it's like that with a bad episode now, like you, you have a bad episode and people, it's all people talk about. And you almost go into like this depression of, Oh my gosh, like this is all, this is my world. And you can't see past it for a you know, a few weeks and then somebody else does something stupid and they're the new guy, the bad guy. But it's like, you always, people never forget anything. Um, and so they, they attach you to big moments in your career, you know, uh, on TV. And so it's hard to, um, it's, it, while the, you know, accolades are great and it's like, Oh, they, they love me. Um, the fall is so hard because they, I mean, the, the negative comments are just brutal. So I think that you have to, you have to take a break from that too, or at least like make it private or, you know, let them know like, Hey, I'm just going to take a a minute away. Like for me and truly get settled in your, your real life, like find a job, like do something that is away from and, and get your identity away from reality TV because, right now 
now a lot of them, uh, that is their identity and it's not going to be there forever. It's definitely a double-edged sword. It is. And and you just, you just hit like a bunch of different stages. uh, Mm -hmm. Like, like, yeah, like you went, you went and said, all right, so if, uh, you know, you make a mistake, you know, you're getting blasted for making the mistake, but the the next episode, someone's making a bigger mistake. So it's forgotten. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but years later you can go back and people still remember that fucked up thing. Yeah. That fucked up. Yeah. Or that, or that flaw or that black eye on your, um, or that big ass bump on Brad's Mm -hmm. Brad's forehead that, that, just kidding. Sorry, (laughs) Brad. You're all over this thing today. Um, Um, but you know, it's like, what do we do? You know, it, it was, it, they were drunk and it fucking happened and you know, yeah. it's all right. Like, but you know, you go back on, it's weird. It's so weird though. It's like people always remember the fucked up shit, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the love story. So let me tell you this, this is yeah. a jacked up story. I was nine months pregnant with, um, Brady and we're walking around and this fan came up to Brad, super sweet girl. And, recognized him, starts talking to him. She's like, Oh my gosh, are you still with Cameron? She was like, I loved you guys together. I'm like nine months pregnant and hormonal about to like jump this chick. And I'm like, um, he's like, hi. And Brad's super, you know, Brad, he's super respectful. He's like, hi, this is my wife, Tori. Um, clearly you haven't watched the show in like 12 years because we've been together, but, um, no, but she, he was like super respectful, but people like latch on to, um, couples too. So, and it's kind of like, it's like the Brad and I, like, I feel bad for, um, people that either of us date publicly because they're, they, they always ask and people still ask. I guarantee of your questions, there's a ton that said, will Tori and Brad get back together? Um, how do they, you know, what, what's, why did they break up? Is she dating? Um, it's just, uh, it's about those. It, it's people always latch on to those things. The, I the thought you said you didn't love. read the Twitter questions. Clearly, you did. No, I'm just kidding. But yes, no, there's I a said, lot no, of those. That, yeah, I guarantee. Yeah, yeah, because I get it. I get asked who I'm dating and if I'm dating at least four or five times a week. Every time I do a live, it's like the number one question. And then <laughs> I always, um, I always get, um, our Brad and I getting back to get Kendall loves to like rile the crowd up. They're like, I don't know. Maybe they're uh, getting back together. I'm like, no, we're no, we're never getting back together. Whose song is that? Taylor Swift. All right, Maniacs, more with our guest in just a minute. I just want to take a quick second to remind you all about Poshmark. I know most of you guys already have the Poshmark app, but for those of you who don't, I can give you a second here to download it, and good. You got it? Poshmark is this amazing app where you can shop for millions of closets across America. I'm telling you, they have everything. Burberry, Louis Vuitton, Abercrombie, Syracuse gear, throwback Syracuse gear, throwback anything gear, old sports jerseys, jackets, starter jackets, whatever you want. Not only can you buy things, you can also sell things. I happen to know a guy who may have about 100 wrestling shirts that his wife might want him to start selling. Hmm. Shipping is easy for both the seller and the buyer. It's super fast shipping. And if you see something you want, you can make the seller an offer. I love this app. I'm telling you, Maniacs, you will too. The best part is just for being a Challenge Maniac, you get $5 off your first Poshmark purchase. 
Just enter the invite code CHALLENGEMANIA when you sign up. So download the Poshmark app if you haven't already, but remember, I gave you a second to do so, so you better have done it. But if you haven't yet, download it now. Use the invite code CHALLENGEMANIA and you get $5 off your first purchase. They carry things for women, men, and children. I'm telling you, you will like this app. You will get clothing mania just like we are Challenge Mania. All right. All right. That was a little corny. All right. Back to our guest. Here we go. Kaiser is off the chain. Everything is in one place for you. Your x-ray will be done there. The doctor will see you there. The labs are there for you. And then the nurses that work with you at Kaiser, they make you feel so at home. They're there to meet your needs. I would not be alive today if I had not had Kaiser permanently. I feel really, really great knowing there's a place that I can go to make sure that I can maintain good health on a regular basis. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan, the Middle United States, 2101, East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. You mentioned that you're you're kind of picking and choosing what bits and pieces of the season or even in an episode that you're watching. But a lot of people do want to get your take on the, the current state of the show. And I know you haven't really seen like an entire season, but I don't know if you've you've uh, you've seen enough you feel to comment on some of this stuff. But Melanie says the female competitors have changed so drastically compared to your last season. Do you think they're stronger now? And how and would you rather compete against the older competitors that you competed alongside or the, the newer ones? Um, I would rather go against the newer ones. I don't think that they are, we had some really strong people in our class. I mean, you look at, you have your laurels, your Emily, Evelyn, um, uh, uh, Rachel Robinson. Mm -hmm. Um, there was some, I mean, even Paula, Paula was scrappy. Like I, she's, she was strong. Um, Camilla was there. I mean, I'm not a Camilla fan, but she, she could compete. I mean, um, that we had some strong people. I don't, not saying that, and I've obviously never been against these people. I think Tori Deal looks strong. I would be nervous to go against her. Um, I think these kids are better at the social game, maybe, um, or strategic gameplay, uh, more so. And, and I'm not talking about these, the new, like the, like, I think that Joss kid, um, is like, that's, he's, he looks strong. Um, and, but the, I, I just don't think they're like the competitors that we had, even on the guy side, um, that we had back in, in the day. Cause it, back in the day, I felt like it was more like, Hey, you're going there to compete. I mean, you had your Derek's, your West, your Brad CT. I mean, CT was like two ten shredded, you know, all the time. I mean, so I, I just like the, the level of actual people that they have now, as far as like competitors, I don't know, like strength wise, gosh, I'm going to get eaten alive for this. Um, I like strength wise. I don't think that they are on the same level 
of that we had back in. I don't know if you'll get eaten alive, to be honest with you, because I I think that general consensus from our listeners, from the maniacs, is I Mm -hmm. think people do look more fondly upon the quote unquote OGs than, say, the newer crop of people. I think there's a nostalgia element. I think it's a familiarity element. And I do think that even if you look at the, the past few seasons, I mean, you know, Cara Maria's won a couple. Ashley Mitchell's won a couple. And she's fairly new. But, you know, you haven't necessarily seen too many of the newer female competitors, at least, kind of step up and rise into that upper echelon where when you hear their names, you think of them the same way you think of these comp beasts like a, an Emily or an Evelyn, etc. So I don't know that you're really necessarily going to take heat for that. I think a lot of people do agree with you, and I, I do think you presented it in a way that I don't think you're necessarily throwing shots at those people. Um, Heather does want to know, if you were on the final reckoning, who do you think you would have aligned with or not gotten along with? And who do you think they might have partnered you up with? I think there's an obvious answer there. But, um, but yeah, from what you did see of the season, how do you think you would have fit into the social game there? Um, that's the one that's airing. They just got done airing, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, Marie, I would have aligned with. So here's the deal. I am like super loyal, ride or die. It burns me every season because I'm, I I don't have this like, Oh, we're friends outside and not in the house or whatever. Like if I like you, I like you and I'll, I'll defend you. And I'll, I don't do this whole like, Oh, well I like you today. And I don't. So, um, I would Marie, I would have aligned with her, um, which in turn would have been Kara. Um, and I, I don't know who I can, I'm trying to think even who, um, Jenna, I like Jenna. Um, but they, she wasn't on there very long. I'm trying to think, I don't, I feel like a lot of the people on this, like the girls on this cast, I was like, I don't, they're just not like people that I would ha- like hang out with in real life or do life together with. So I don't know that we would really get along. I don't. So I, I don't. And they're like wild. I mean, I see some of the way the way they talk. Devon, I would probably get along. You know who I would get along with? I was looking, thinking about this at the reunion. I would get along with the Big Brother people. Um, so like. Devon, I think that Natalie handled handled herself well. I'm not talking about gameplay. I'm not talking about what she did. I didn't watch the finale, so preface that with that. Um, I think I, I think I would actually get a Sylvia. Seems like she's maybe a funny like chick. I don't know. I don't really know a lot. I have not. Other than Marie, I don't really know a ton of the females on this show. Who would I've been a vendetta with? Probably Brittany. But I think actually if with this season, they probably would have put me with Brad. Um, Because before this season and before the downfall of Brittany and Brad, Brad and I had more of this like vendetta-ish final reckoning thing going on than Brittany and I did. Brittany and I really... When they were dating, had just really d- had a mutual respect of don't talk about each other. We're not going to, like, let's not comment to the end kind of thing. Yeah. And then they could add Brittany and Chuck on there along with you guys. And, De- yeah. and Derek's at home watching the kids. And boom, we're off to the races. <laughs> D, were you going to say something? Oh, my gosh. Could, is everyone visualizing this, by the way? Like, <laughs> all that at the, at, the, at, the, at the Redemption House or whatever, the Challenge House. <laughs> And I got 
all these kids in here, like get, you know, like it's Christmas time and like, you know, they're still getting back from the challenge or checking in they're making it to the final. They're almost there. I've been with their kids for like two months. You know, I got them in their jammies. Um, I'm sleeping on the couch. My kids sleeping in my bed. Um, oh my God, there's fucking pillows that. and blankets everywhere. There's Brooklyn and pillows and blankets everywhere. Um, um, wait, I think don't our kids share a birthday. Uh, August, uh, my January, January 13th, 13th. Yeah. Really? No yeah. Way. Yes. Yeah. Jason, um, little man share a birthday. Yeah. So th- they're all over there at the challenge and I'm having like a, a birthday party for all the kids, you know, without <laughs> their parents, but grandma and grandpas are all there. I got all these grandmas and grandpas there, you know, yeah. looks like a scene out of like a, you know, one of daddy daycare or Korean Shane's party from my team. Mom. <laughs> You yeah. Know, there bumping. you go. There you go. Uh, anyway, no. Hey, so I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I got one last question. Um, okay. And I, so obviously, you're gonna have to. You would have had to pick like Lavender Lady side, or you know, or, or you know, Johnny Banana side, or Big Brother side. Like you would have had to been forced to pick, or else you would have been a wild card, and then still you would have been at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm just totally. gonna let you know. Just being coming out from the outskirts, I would have been in a similar situation, right? Yeah. Um, but going back to like the, the era you guys were talking about, isn't it a little bit more of like, you can't eat shit. Like, yes. So, like a, a lot of our, I think viewership is, is more, a little bit more, uh, uh, leans or gears towards like old school, like the middle of the middle of the pack era. But it's almost like, remember the, the dream team, like in the NBA, like the Michael Jordan, the Larry, yes. Bar, uh, the magic yeah. Johnson, Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> remember McDonald's had the cups. The yes. Dream yeah. And they were like the collectibles. It's like, who, who, you know, like we should do that, Scott. We should have like Challenge Mania Dream Team cups. You yes. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're cheap. You should. With our, fa- with our faces on there, like whose cup would you pick? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's I miss you. You asked that question, Scott. I miss that like when it was Challenge Elimination Repeat. I think I said that earlier, and I was like, yes, uh, we missed that too. Like I know that you need the drama for like ratings, but I don't think it needs to be like, we still had drama. Um, I mean, every season we had something, but it was like, we, we got through it and the seasons didn't last. Like, I feel like when did this season start in January? Like, I feel like it might've started in 2017. I feel like it's like been going on forever. Um, so it just, they last forever right now, you know? And so just like, get them in and get it done. (laughs) Last question from Brian. Uh, how do you feel about the new shows coming in the UK's, the big brothers, the Vanderpump rules, et cetera. Who knows what we're getting next season, baby? Who knows? I, like I said, I've been waiting for survivor people to just be surrounding the beach or surrounding the house on the Island. They just like drop them from the helicopter or, 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 or we show up to the house and they're just like surrounding the house. And they're like, they got those torches, you know, where they like, you know, your, your, your trial has ended or whatever. How, <laughs> oh how <it's> <laughs> what is it? What do they say? Oh God, it's going to drive me nuts. Um, how do I feel about it? I think that you're losing viewership because if, if, if the challenge gods would listen to the fans, I think you're going to hear them say, we really just want, like, we want to, like it was the old school. I mean, I hear it all the time. They want your, your Derek's, they want your CTs, they want your Johnny's and your, and your Brad's and your, you, like your Rachel's and Jody's and all of those people who just like 
went there to compete. There was still drama. I mean, look at look at the Veronica um, Rachel era uh, with Tanya, and there, there was still drama. And they just it, but they competed too, you know. And the Katies, and uh, so I feel like they're losing viewership. I don't think that I'm not most people like oh they. I think they're a rookie like anybody else was in Fresh Meat. They have to earn their right to to be there. Um, but now I feel like they're all teaming up where they'll they'll put two you know original people on a challenge, and then all the new people are getting them out. So um, that's what I don't like is that they um, you know were losing that the the core of what this made this show. The dream team. They're losing the dream team with the cups. Yeah. Yeah. They from the, the McDonald's cups. I will say to play, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Normally it's these role, but I'll play devil's advocate here just from a, a challenge. God's perspective. You know, I think maybe, you know, they, they have, you know, had some slots recently for your Veronica's and your, your Brad's and let's not forget, although yeah. they're on every season, CT, Johnny bananas, these are Cara's. These are OGs at this point too. And you do have to create the next Cara's and Johnny's and Derek's and Mark's and Durrell's. And you can't do that if you're only going back to the same well every time. So I think that this year we had a great rookie class. I mean, Cam and Natalie and Pauly and Joss and Kyle. I think we all can think that these people are probably here to stay for a while. Davon as well. So I think that more of a 50-50 split between integrating some new blood and going back to you know some old favorites is probably what people want and, and, and deserve here. But I do think it's wishful thinking to think that we're going to have a season that's like 90% comprised of people who were our favorites back in 2009 because although that might make us happy and spark our interest for one year, it's not, it, you know, it's not helping us three, four years down the line when these people can't compete anymore or, or have fully moved on in life. So I think that's what the Champs versus Stars franchise or the spinoffs could be used for. But guys, I think to, to think that we're going to get a season that's like predominantly compiled of OGs, uh, you know, no matter how much we talk about it on social media, it's never going to happen. We need to be trying to create the next Derek Kaczynski and we might have him. Hunter might be that guy. You know, that's possible. Hot take, hot take. <laughs> how, about the, how, about, how about when they have the old Derek Kaczynski versus the new Derek Kaczynski to the death? Yeah, maybe. Well, can we have like, if we're gonna, if he, if Hunter's gonna be the new Derek, can he like, can we have a Derek with who's like a decent human? Ooh, hot take. We can't let you go on that note. Why you don't think Hunter's a, a decent human being? I mean, if we're gonna compare him to Derek, then I mean, I feel like Derek, you are like a funny you, I, guy who's like respectful of women and people in general. So. I mean, if you're gonna, you have to have the whole package. You can't just be like a good competitor and and call him the, what are the you, next year. Are, are you referring package, to? Baby. Are you referring to? Package. So are you referring to what Hunter said uh, earlier this season about Ashley and he, that he would come for her family and calling her you know a disparaging term when he was you know obviously a little bit worked up and had some alcohol in him. That that highlight that we've seen over and over again at this point because it ended up to you know what she's claiming is what helped her make that million dollar decision. There is that what you're referring to, or is there more? that you know or have heard of rumblings about about hunter there tori no that and um yeah that and just like i mean i don't know i think it's super disrespectful to talk about like sleeping with women on like tv or i, I it goes both ways so i 
you know, said the same thing about Brittany. I'll say it about Hunter. Like he's the, to defend that he wasn't racist. He's like, Oh, I've slept with girls with them. Like my two, like, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like he has this like respect for women or, um, I don't have a ton of insight. He's like kind of the newer crowd, but I just, the way he speaks is not, let's not put him on Derek's level. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I will take it. And I, and with, with much appreciation, but how the hell is he? How else is he supposed to get out of the racist remark? I'm just, oh, saying, I'm, just I'm just playing devil's advocate. How else do you get out of that? If you, if you say get out my clean, best friends are like that, I mean, you don't have to be like, okay, bang some chips True. with them. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, what? no, I, I, yeah, no, no, I, you're right. I, it was fucking, it was sorry, it was like loud and it was like, whoa, you know, but it definitely offset it. You know, but you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. De- definitely as you as you described it in in a nutshell, is not the most respectful thing as far as the way that you're obviously admitting you you know kind of haphazardly refer to uh, sexual interactions you've had with women in the past. However, what Dee's saying, I think, is that not only was she accusing him of having made a, a racist comment, she accused him specifically of saying that he would not sleep with her again because she had slept with, uh, with Derrick Henry, who of course is African-American. So I think in his brain, and this was probably a snap judgment that maybe if he had a little bit more time to play it out, he wouldn't have said it. But in his brain, his brain probably said, wait, I have the perfect rebuttal to this, which is how could I possibly feel that way if I have done this? Now, of course, looking back on it, as you mentioned, a little bit cringeworthy, Tori, but I think his yeah. brain probably went into the, oh no, I have the perfect response to this. You know, she's accusing me of having made this comment and this comment can be negated by this. And, uh, and yeah, I look, it, it, not his finest look. I think when he said that, all of us kind of gasped and we're like, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. In his brain, but, it was probably okay, like so to be called out thing. for that was probably a little, you know, he was caught this, off guard. This new school group of people, they have no filter. And that is like life altering accusations that you're putting out there against somebody. So if he is truly not, which he, I don't, I don't think that Hunt, I don't think that he is, I don't know him. Um, but that is a big statement to put out there. You already took his money, but now you're going to go out there and be like, Hey, this dude's a racist. He's a uh, womanizing, like all of these things to put on national television. Like talk about him trying to find a job after this, you know, I mean, talk about him. Try- like why we, it, they just go, they hit really below the belt and often. Um, and I feel like it, it's a, some of it's an attempt to stay relevant. Some of it's attempt to be asked back. I don't know what it is, but I have seen it in the, this new age of people that they just, they don't have a boundary or filter around, um, any or, or all topics. So yeah. it's like, nothing's off limits. I've just never, I've never seen this before it's like how many times have you watched and been like your jaw has literally hit the floor i'm like oh my i can't believe that just like came out of their mouth it's like gotta top the last comment gotta validate your actions is this new culture that people like you said no filter i would argue it's not even not having a filter it's almost the shock value needing to kind of speak when you're on one of these reunions you know it's not as simple as being on social media but almost speaking in the the you know the sound bites you're giving the 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 editors and the challenge gods and whatnot almost thinking the same way somebody is at home kind of trying to craft the perfect 
tweet? How many likes will this get? Retweets will mm-hmm. this get? Like, will they need to show this? In the eight hours of footage they have today, will they need to show this biting remark? And you see, I mean, a guy like Brad, who you mentioned was very respectful during that reunion, didn't get a ton of camera time, you know? No. Did, you, you don't get a, kind of, a ton of camera time just sitting there and nodding and being respectful and kind of congratulating people on their hard work. Sylvia also didn't get a lot of camera time that reunion, probably because she's a pretty nice woman. So <laughs> we'll, yeah. uh, you know. But uh, we got, I know Dee's got to run, and we got to let you go, Tori. But thank okay. you so much for finally coming on the show and shedding light on, on so many things that I think people wanted to get your take on here. And, uh, yeah, whether, you know, I, I hate to break to you, whether you are ready to go back or not, I know a lot of the <laughs> challenge maniacs want to see you out there, uh, whether it's on a spin-off season or whether it's on an, an allies or best friends season with Kendall Shepard or whether it's on another <laughs> one of these rivals things with you and Brad or you and Brittany or whatever it is. I know people are clamoring for more Tory in their life, so hopefully we gave it to him today. Thank you so much for being so candid, open, and honest with us. And D, I'll give you the last word with our guests as always. Well, I, I just think it's starting to it, starting to become like a it's a verbal spar, right? Like people can't fight yeah. each other, and it's like you know which low blow you know is the loudest, you know. And I think that's sort of like where where the reality this new reality TV generation is trained is almost like trained to to do it. Like they like they know you know that this is going to get camera time. This is, this is going to, you know, you know, this is going to drop a bomb or whatever. And, you know, like, like I said before, I think this was like the most hate filled reunion. I think these people mm-hmm. really went after each other's throats and maybe, maybe, um, you know, we can get, I think we can go into this even more, um, you know, but, uh, you know, we're, we're running out of time here and this, maybe this is, makes for a good Patreon episode, Scott, like no limits because there were some verbal bombs and that reunion and you know we can't divulge into all of them but i'm sure we can depict every single one and like faith came on the podcast she was like you know she's like i didn't really mean it like that but i was put on the spot and i wanted to fucking drop her with this one (laughs) sentence with five words yeah you know Uh, right and they're getting asked back so i get it but thank you guys for having me on i um glad we were able to clear the air you ran it past brad and uh <laughs> yeah well no I, you know what you know i i I, I just I, I, well i i know i i love that you know you still you have that you understand like the old school mentality right like you're like like no he, you know what i'm saying so and it was like it was you know for me it was like you know a, a breath of fresh air to, to be able to hear from you and for you to be talk, talking about this so like you know it's just like you're having fun with it and it's not, yeah. you know, and, and, and I am too. I went, you know, I, I went through, we all, all, all of us went through a similar situation, not the same to your extent, what you're experiencing, but like, you know, I get it, you know? So like, if you yeah. guys do need to go on a challenge together and you do need to tell the challenge gods that you do have a babysitter, I, I, I'll be here. We can put a camera in the house somewhere. <laughs> Perfect. Tori, right? Tori, I also, I, Tori, I also want you to know to Brad's credit, he's been on the podcast twice in the last year and both times he wanted to make sure that all of us himself included, obviously felt that there was nothing said about 
about you or that, that you came up in, in any way that made it look like he was trying to throw you under the bus or talk about you disparagingly or anything like that. So, you know, both times we, de- we definitely, you know, um, did our due diligence to make sure that, that nobody could even perceive it like that. Because I think a lot of the times the listeners try to fill in the gaps here and try to, you know, put intent where it doesn't even belong. And we wanted to make sure that people wouldn't listen to those and think, oh, wow, Brad's bitter. Or Brad's trying to paint Tori in a certain light. So I don't know if you heard those episodes or you even, you know, got, you know, uh, heard, heard in a roundabout way. But yes, he, the, you know, the same way that I think you were today, he really, you know, worked hard to make sure that even with some of the questions that were coming in and wanting his opinions about, you know, your reactions to things that he definitely, you know, was a stand up guy when it, when it came to you when he came on our show. So um, just wanted to, to say that because that's not something we necessarily typically divulge, but he was very, I mean, we would get done with the podcast. And he would say, like, you know, Scott, are you sure that this and this and this and make sure that, you know, none of this comes off this way. And so I made sure that that was the case. So I just wanted you to know that. uh, No. And and just uh, I'll say this really quick. I Brad and I are in a really good place as far as co-parenting is concerned. And, um, you know, we are we are better um, co-parents than we ever were, you know, married. So we're in a good spot. We're not there's no, um, you know ill will both of us want the other person to be happy we are not getting back together but um we're in a good spot so i know people ask that everyone knows where <laughs> yes they do everyone knows where to find you on twitter at tori fiorenza what do you want people tweeting you about we know we don't want them sending you and whatnot are you planning on watching future seasons if brad isn't on the show or how, how, what are you going to do here no no if brad that's not on, then I don't think, I, I mean, I, maybe, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I may watch bits and pieces of it. It's always hard to catch it um, and, and catch up, too. So, you know, I, I have a few people that I love watching. Like, like even when, like, we were off, I, like I said, when Dee was on there, I'd watch them. Or, um, you know, I, it just depends if our friends are there. There's few and far between people that I actually know now on the show. So, um, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I would if it wasn't crazy drama filled but I don't think that's the direction they're going in so that's why I love Chance versus Stars they do one of those I'll I'll watch it I'll do it I'll watch it you heard it here first awesome awesome well thank you so much Tori we'll see if we can get you on that Chance versus Stars Um, you're certainly a champ and a star in our eyes and uh, take care we'll talk to you soon thanks bye guys thanks Thanks, Tori There she was, Tori Hall on the podcast. Um, I'm happy you were able to get Brad to approve that for us. I think the uh, Challenge Maniacs are very happy as well. So thank you, Dee, and thank you, Brad. Uh, I don't think it's that serious. I, I know, mean, I'm just it, kidding. I'm joking. I'm making a joke out of it. Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, no, it's like a – I mean, come on. It's like a – it's just like an unwritten rule, like with, with buddies, right? Like – I mean, this is pretty serious, right? I'm going to have your ex-wife on. I'm going to be talking to your ex-wife about some really personal shit. Um, uh, like, and it's going to be recorded and thousands of people are going to be listening to it. Um, you cool with that, bro? You know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's just, I, I don't know. I just think it's proper etiquette to just kind of run it by. And of course he was, you know, really cool about it. So, um, it gives me a, a reason to say hello anyway, you know? 
Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Now, uh, I just, before, yeah, it was great. It was such a, it was such a cool conversation. I thought too. it was like, awesome, she's, she's really right? cool. Yeah. I hope we get her back. Yeah. I'm telling you, she'd represent for the moms for sure. Yeah. From what I've seen. Mom sure. squad merch coming soon. Yeah. Even though, I just want to clear this up because I said something in there. I feel like people are going to cling to and call me out on about how there aren't a lot of female or male comp beasts. Uh, today, no. Look, I'm very. I've been very impressed by some of the uh, the newer competitors, Kayla and Cam and Tori Deal and all that. For sure, uh, my statement was more to say that you know we do you know to create those people and have their names ring as loudly as the names that we we're talking about about the Veronicas and Emilys and and Susies and whatnot those people need to be coming back season after season and that's why i think you know as much as people would love to see a lot of the OGs return you do need to give a certain amount of slots to the newer competitors so before people think that I was just shitting on the young crop of talent on the challenge. I was in no way doing that. Um, they've been very impressive, and you will see uh, who we found impressive with our Challenge Mania Awards that uh, those nominations are going to be announced pretty soon. We're going to be doing the day after Christmas here on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, ChallengeManiaPodcast.com, wherever you get your Challenge Mania, uh, the 26th after Christmas. That's right. The 26th, the morning of the 26th is becoming a second Christmas for you guys. You'll be able to hear us break down all our nominees with Susie Meister will be our guest. Um, Susie, also one of our guests on the 26th of January at Caroline's on Broadway. It's going to be Challenge Mania Live, New York City, part two. Susie Meister, Marie Rota, Kenny Santucci. Meet and greet tickets are sold out, but general admission tickets for the show itself are still available. Challengemania.live for tickets. Um, D, I know you got to run soon, but anything you want to chat more about this uh, part one of the CT wedding special that we saw last night, or do you want to save it for the Patreon? I don't know. Maybe we could save it. I don't want him. I don't want him and uh, and uh, Lily and everyone to think that we're talking about them in private. Um, but if that's what we're gonna do, maybe I could get one of the groomsmen to come in. Chime well, I can in. just <laughs> say I really enjoyed it. I think like, look, I'm not a big wedding special guy. Yeah, I, I did don't, too. I don't watch a ton yeah. of them. I've worked on a few of them actually. And you know, as we spoke about on the show, I mean, look, there has to be a bit of a drama element to these things. Um, but you know, you know, my, I'm watching with my wife, and she's sitting here wondering. We we just got married in the last year, and she's like, wow, they're still working out the uh, invite list or working out the the wedding yeah. party or still working out the seating chart the week of the wedding and i can i can attest to the fact that they were doing that so that wasn't something that was just uh you know made for tv um which of course stressed the two of us out to to no limit because we were you know very you know made sure we had all that stuff lined up but but uh but yeah i thought it was a really well constructed episode i thought the interviews were great i thought they were very funny i thought all the family members were were good on camera as well and uh and yeah, I mean, look, D, I mean, do they know how to tease it out or what? I mean, you guys didn't even appear in this episode uh, in a couple of the teases. I think once midway through the episode and then on the tease for next week that the challenge folks are invading this thing. Um, you guys didn't even appear. It was all CT and Lily and family members. And I was engaged throughout. So kudos to the old uh, the old CGs, the challenge gods, for putting together a fun episode of TV here during this little uh, off season of the challenge. Yeah, no, it was, it, it, is it, or does it look like we're gonna, I, first and foremost, like I, I, I was pretty impressed too, uh, with everything going on. I thought CT was funny. Lily's good. Uh, um, and, uh, and, and, and a little teaser for next, does it look like we're going to crash the party? Like, does it look like we're going to ruin something? Is that what it looks like? 
maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know what happens when a few of you guys get together and get a little loud. So who knows? There you go. Uh, we'll figure yeah. out what the insurance policy was on that villa pretty damn yeah. soon. Um, but I, yeah, you guys all look good in those photos. I saw a couple of really fun ones of you and Wes that the challenge were tweeting out and putting out there on the Instagram. So I think that again, it kind of broke the internet for a little bit. I like to think that those photos would not have been possible if it wasn't for the two part challenge mania that we did with Wes earlier this year. Uh, I mean, it was still, it was still breaking the ice in person. You know, that was, um, when we first saw each other, it was still, we were still breaking the ice. You know what I mean? I still think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was still like a work in practice. We ended up talking while we we're there. I highly doubt they're going to show any of that. I don't think there was any cameras, but we had a little bit of personal time to talk about all our differences, um, which is what, how I think people should really hash things out anyway, rather than how people do it now on Twitter and, 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 and social media. And even, even on the podcast, you know, isn't as intimate as it, as it would be uh, person to person. Um, but uh, I will, I'm going to leave this as a teaser. Lily, if you guys didn't catch Lily was yelling um, at somebody. Um, and uh, I texted Leroy real quick and I said, do you remember that time when Lily yelled at? And then, um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Cause I don't know if they're going to play it to be honest. Wow, I don't know. They what a tease. Oh. Like you said, you know, you start, you, you know, the, the, the challengers start drinking. Everyone's excited. There's a bachelor party. Um, Lily's yelling at somebody. I just, I just hope so there ha- wasn't any pasta served at this thing. Cause you got Tony rains there. You got a couple cocktails. That pasta could get thrown out the window. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, only, if, it, it, the only thing more awesome than well, I guess that wasn't awesome, but more extreme than 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 than, than uh, Tony Corey Pastagate. If it's like Lily, like Lily, come, come walks up, slaps some pasta out of someone's hands, and fucking hits hits her with hits him with the stone cold stunner, and like not in my house, and throws him out of the party. That would be. Spoiler alert. Uh, Shouts to uh, some of our new patrons, Lisa Ann, Jennifer DePonde, Danielle Martin. What's up, girl? Uh, Laura, Michael Landy, Zully Arden, Noah Over. We appreciate you. If you want more of this chat about the CT wedding special, go to patreon.com slash challenge mania. And because this is more of a, you know, the part one of the wedding special didn't have you guys really in it that much. I I don't know how much we'll talk about it. So this next episode, we'll definitely definitely take a bunch of your questions as well. So um, head over there and supply us with some questions for this next Patreon episode. We do a bonus episode every week for you guys, so if the two podcasts over here on iTunes are not enough for you, consider becoming a Challenge Mania patron. They keep the lights on for you. They keep these podcasts for free over here, as do our sponsors, so thank you to Scentbird, Poshmark, and also Brooklyn, and they really are the best sheets ever. They have some great discounts over there for Challenge Maniacs. $20 off your first order and free shipping over at Brooklyn, and use the code MANIA. 50% off, which is a lot for Scentbird, who give you the perfect amount of cologne or perfume each month so you can try out a bunch. And Poshmark is always giving you $5 off if you get the Poshmark app and use the code Challenge Mania. The code over at Scentbird is Mania. Um, thank you guys so much. Continue to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. I'm Shot of Jaeger on Twitter. I am Scott of Jaeger on Instagram. He's at Derek NTV on all platforms. Our guest today is at Tori Fiorenza. Please let her know if you heard her on the show and you enjoyed it. We appreciate her coming on. Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast is where you can get a lot of news and updates and also submit questions for future guests. ChallengeMania.shop, the perfect place to holiday shop for the Challenge fan or Challenge Maniac in your life. And D, I will give you the last word as always. Hopefully today you are finally prepared for this moment. Yeah, just like you saw my text. It said, it said I'm off to Gorilla Mountain like the Roadrunner. 
There you I'm gonna go. let you guys depict all that. And uh, let's, should we shout out the final four here in the uh, in the Challenge Mania Fantasy Football Leagues? One of these teams, their charity will be receiving the the money at the end of the season. We're down to the Polish Pit Bulls, Banana Backpack, Invasion of the Champs, and is that all you got um, coming at you this week in Week 15? And we will find out who will meet in the finals of the Challenge Mania Football League. It's been a lot of fun over there. Thanks to everybody who participated. We're also going into the last two episodes of Survivor. By the time you hear this, we'll be going into the finale. We'll know who's left. We did a Survivor Challenge over there at the Patreon as well. Whoever picks the winner is winning a sweet Challenge Mania swag pack as well. Secret Santa packages are on their way. We did a Secret Santa over at the Patreon with, I, I think, had over 50 people in it. Uh, people are starting to send those gifts. Some people actually uh, put on their wish list that they wanted cameos. So I just saw a very fun cameo that was ordered for John Callahan by Marie Rhoda. Marie has blocked John on Twitter. So the only way he could get a, a, a message from her was <laughs> to, to put it on his Santa wish list. And Joanna Palmer, That's who awesome. was his Secret Santa, um, indulged him and got him that. A lot of cameos were requested over on those wish lists. We sent our Santa package out to the person we got. Uh, they got some pretty cool stuff. I hope they enjoy it. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. We'll have some great guests for you next week here on Challenge Mania. And put it on your calendar. December 26th will be our nomination special for the Challenge Mania Awards. And the only way to vote for those is to be a Challenge Mania patron. Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to all the Challenge Maniacs. Hope to meet and see as many of you as possible on January 26th here in New York at Caroline's. ChallengeMania.live for tickets. Peace. New York City. We are coming back to our home away from home. Caroline's on Broadway for our first Challenge Mania Live of 2019. It is Saturday, January 26th for a 1 p.m. meet and greet and a 3 p.m. live show with a panel that between all of them have eight Challenge Championships and that's if you include D's, which he insists that I do. But without D's, you still have five. That's right. Three from Kenny Santucci, two from Susie Meister, and also on the panel Final Reckoning finalist Miss Marie Rhoda, that's right, New York City's own Rhoda. If Ja Rule was there, he'd say Rhoda. It's a great panel at Caroline's Saturday, January 26th. Tickets are still available at challengemania.live. Now hear me out. The first time we did Caroline's back in June, our meet and greet tickets sold out in eight days. Now this time we've put a couple more on sale for you, but they're still going fast and they're almost all gone. So do not wait. If you want to do the meet and greet, get over to challengemania.live right now. It's Saturday, January 26th at Caroline's on Broadway, the first Challenge Mania Live event of 2019. Susie Meister, Marie Rhoda, and Kenny Santucci on the Caroline stage with myself and the devil's advocate himself, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. We cannot wait to see you guys at Caroline's this January. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. More and more of our neighbors are struggling with the trauma of COVID-19 and the stress of everyday tasks. Life is hard. It's harder on drugs. On average, 130 people die every day from opioid overdose. Addiction is a common and treatable disease and affects people of all ages and all walks of life. 
Reach out and join the thousands of Virginians that have successfully recovered at off-opioids.org. And remember, the Harrisonburg-Rockingham Community Services Board is here to help. 